initiated. Out of Bounds. Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're here for our weekly NFL recap. Um, week 16 just concluded. Lots of teams are making a playoff push. The playoff seeds are being decided now with every game being more and more important. Um, so let's get into it. Um, the first game we'll talk about is Thursday Night Football. The Jaguars pretty much handily beat the Jets. Um, not, they won 19-3. to um, I mean, we've talked about it. Trevor Lawrence has come on recently. Um, he, he was pretty good in this one against like a really good Jets defense. He was 20 for 31 with 229 yards. Um, I mean, I guess he didn't have to be... He wasn't like as stellar as he was the weeks before. Uh, but he got the job done. They scored 19 points, mainly field goals. They kicked four field goals and only one touchdown. Um, but like with this Jets team that's starting Zach Wilson, they pretty much can't get anything going um, on offense. So like, I, I don't know, like... <laughs> I mean, I, I think, like, there, there's not much to talk about, like, in the game itself because I, I thought, like, the Jaguars were pretty much in control um, after they went up, you know, like, 13-3. Um, I, I didn't really think the Jets had enough offense to come back. But, I mean, there are, like, some long-term implications of this for, like, the Jets and Zach Wilson in specific or in particular. I mean, it's just going to be really weird for him to come back to this team. Like, the vibes are just not good with him. Um Especially when you when you put in the backup like Chris Streveler, and then he just like does good, like he he provides more offense than Zach Wilson, which makes like no sense. Like yeah, once he came in, like they had like a nice drive. Um, I don't think they got any points. I think they ended up uh, like I think they turned it over on downs the one time he came in. Yeah, but he came in. Yeah, it was a 16 play, 73 yard drive um, that he came in for. Whereas before they were pretty much just punts or interceptions. So. Yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? Do you know the Do you know the last game that Chris Stradler played, or like where I remember him from? You remember like it was uh, no. it was like uh, twenty twenty. Remember the Rams beat the Seahawks in the twenty twenty playoffs. I, I probably remember that, right? Like they beat the Russell Wilson and all that stuff, and they got they lost to the. Oh Packers. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, for the Rams to get into the playoffs in Week Seventeen back then, they had to play the Cardinals, and the quarterback matchup was John Wolford versus Chris Stradler. And whoever won uh, that game got into the playoffs, and the Rams ended up winning and got to the playoffs. So that, that's that's like that's where he's from, and like obviously he hasn't played since then. So it's like funny that like he got playing time. So I mean, my I say that point just to point out how bad Zach Wilson is. <laughs> that, that that he was so bad, not not just maybe not in this game, but just in general, that like this guy had to come in and like play half the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for the Jags, uh, like, so now the the fourth seed le- leading their division and the fourth seed in the playoffs. Um, so between them and the Titans, it's basically going to come down to that last game. No matter what happens this week, obviously the Jags lose this week, they're in trouble. Um, and the Titans, if the Jags lose and Titans win this week, then the Titans have it. But if they both win, if they both lose, uh, or if the Titans lose and the Jaguars win, doesn't matter. It's still going to come down to the last week because of the division record. So, because the Titans only have one more divisional opponent, which is the Jaguars, and then they play the Cowboys this week, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have the Texans and the Titans. So, more than likely, it's going to come down to that January 8th game, Jaguars versus Titans, and whoever wins that game is in the playoffs. So, nothing is set yet. So, the Titans still have a chance, but bro, I really want the Jaguars to get in. They look, they're so much fun. Like, they're like, like I don't know what, what happened. Like, like, Trevor Lawrence is looking like the next Andrew Luck, man. Like, he's looking good. 
I mean, I know it was like a, a shaky Jets team or whatever. I mean, and their defense is still good, yeah, though. Yeah, the defense Jets is good. Really yeah, good. yeah. Um, and, and, and the Jets even, they were good in this game. They were fine. The, the Jags just made enough plays, and they didn't have to deal with any pressure from the Jets' offense. Um, so, I mean, I really hope they get in. It was a great game from Evan Ingram, honestly. He, he's like, He's been looking really yeah, good this season. he's been great this year. So, imagine now this roster, and you add Calvin Ridley to this team, and they should be good. And, and they're doing all this without – this is after they traded James Robinson, who had a great year for them. And then it, it looks like they're not skipping a beat at all. Like Travis Etienne has been perfectly fine so far. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he had, like, a really strong run. Like, uh, around the time they traded James Robinson, he was doing really well. And after they traded him, I think he was good for, like, a couple of weeks. He's kind of slowed down. I think, like, they're struggling to figure out how to use him in, like, the red zone. I think, like, because they just, like, hand him the ball, and he's, like, a smaller running back. Like, this is his first real year playing, even though he's not a rookie. Um, like, I think he's not really effective at running in between the tackles just yet. But if he can, like, figure that part out, then, like, he'll be lethal. I think they just have to be a little bit more creative with how they use him in the red zone. But because, like, Trevor Lawrence has been so good, like, they can just dial up pass plays and they just end up scoring anyways. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is a good win for the Jaguars. The Jets, I mean, I guess, they st- I guess they're still kind of alive for the playoffs because of the Dolphins' uh, loss. But, I mean, I don't know. I think Mike White will be back at least, which will help them out, but... It's going to be, I think it'll be hard for them. If you told a Jets fan back in uh, August that your team would go 8 and 9, or you'd be 7 and 8 with two weeks left to go, I think they'd be very happy, honestly. Right? Yeah. But then if you told them you're going to be 7 and 4 in the beginning of December, uh, you're going to end the season 7 and 8 or, or 8 and 9, then like that changes things, and that's exactly what happened this time. So, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I understand the frustration. Like, I, I don't know. We keep saying he's not going to play another down for this team and he keeps playing. But, I mean, I think this honestly might be it. This, I just don't see any way that he plays next year for this team, at least. Um, it's just, like, it's just crazy, the number two, like, draft pick. But, I mean, like, like they had, they're, they're great everywhere else. Like, bro, they might have yeah. offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year, you know? Like, they, yeah, actually, they yeah. drafted really, really well. Like, this year, at least. Not last year, clearly. So, like, they just need a quarterback spot. and Maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, they should be they should be a landing spot uh, to do to try to land a veteran Q, uh, QB. Um, if, I would say it just has to be the right QB and make sure that, like, he, that guy, make sure, like, Mike, he, that guy is better than Mike White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that's that hard. I mean, uh, and Mike was not that bad when he played, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying someone like if you get Aaron Rodgers, which is like, I kind of just want that to happen because it'd be like the Brett Favre path: play your whole career for the, oh, that'd be play so your fun. whole career for the Packers, <laughs> go to the Jets, and then finish your career with the Vikings. So, yeah, yeah, but a good win. So, all right, we'll um, see. We'll see what happens in two weeks because I don't think this week matters that much, unless the Jaguars do a Titans win. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week if that does happen. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the Bills and Bears. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bills were... I mean, in the beginning, it looked like kind of like the Bears had a chance, at least like in the first half. Uh, it was the second half when the Bills like really started coming on. Um, Josh Allen had two picks in this one. Um, and in the beginning, I think th- this one, uh, there was a pretty crazy run that Justin Fields had, but I think it got called back. 
Um, but then they ended up, I think he's, I forget what it was. It was either holding or he stepped out of bounds. Um, but they, they ended up scoring anyways uh, in that first quarter. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty hard for the Bears to actually beat the Bills. <laughs> um, I think at some point, like, their offense is just inevitable. And in this one, they actually got the run game going, which is kind of shocking because they normally never really do that. Um, Devin Singletary had 12 carries, 106 yards, one touchdown. James Cook had 11 carries, 99 yards, one touchdown. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, the receivers didn't really have that. I mean, the Bears did a good job of shutting down their passing attack. Uh, Josh Allen was only 15 for 26, which is pretty terrible for his standards with two picks. Uh, he did throw two touchdowns, but only 172 yards as well. Um, uh, I mean, this game was honestly closer than the score indicates, like you said. Like, it was uh, 14 to 10, and the Bears fumbled the ball with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. So if they answered back with a drive of their own, because they're up at halftime, and the Bills scored right out the gate. But if they were able to answer back, they were, but they couldn't. And then the Bills scored another touchdown to put them up 21-10. And then uh, they had another chance with the with the Bills fumbling. And then, again, their offense failed them with turnover on downs. And they had another chance with the Bills uh, through a pick. And then they only had to go for a field goal, uh, which is, uh, I think it was this play where they were short. Let's see, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So basically, and then it was an eight-point game, and then um, they had to punt the ball again. So, I mean, like Rob just saying, like, the, the Bears' offense just kind of just failed them at times, and that's kind of what happens in this matchup. Like, eventually the Bills' offense, number one offense of the league, is just going to do better than you most of the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you're going to have the number two draft pick in the uh, draft this year. Like, they're just winning for pride at this point. Yeah. So like, I mean, they'll get, like, the best, like, non-QB prospect of the draft pretty much. Yeah, because, I mean, I really hope they, like, really buy into Justin Fields because, like, he's shown promise and he hasn't looked horrendous, you know. Uh, if our standards are Zach Wilson from that draft, I think everyone is miles better. But, like, as far as just being an average quarterback, I think he's just maybe a little above that. He he does have a lot of room to grow and stuff to work on, but, like, the Bears haven't helped him at all. So I, if they can finally help, help him on that side of the ball, that would be good. As far as the Bills, bro, I think they're they're gonna end up playing like everyone through for the rest of the season, honestly, because like they they they're gonna want that one seed. Because I don't know if they can go into Arrowhead and win a game. I think they have to have the Chiefs come to them, you know. So they have they have to play everyone for the last two weeks to try to win this one seed. Yeah, I agree, and they have a tough matchup against the Bengals uh, next week. Um, whereas for the Chiefs, I think they have like the Broncos and then the Raiders. So, like the Chiefs have a pretty chill ending. Um, whereas like the bills that, yeah, I mean, right now they're still the one seed, but I think, uh, they, the, the bills have the Bengals and Patriots. I mean, the Patriots might still be fighting for a wild card spot. So a lot harder schedule, uh, for, for the bills remaining for that one seed. But I mean, that, that bills Bengals game will be pretty entertaining because both teams are on like a pretty big win streak. Damn bills Bengals. That's going to be a good game. Damn, that's actually, damn, the Chiefs could actually do it yeah. again. Oh my God. They could actually do this again. But, I mean, uh, as far as this game, like, the, I feel like the Bills just, like, caked-walked with their offense. Like, Josh Allen wasn't great. He just, like, ran the ball a little bit. It was, like, like Roger saying, the run game carried. Like, there was just no targets to anyone. Like, only, I mean, it was only three receptions for Gabe Davis, three for Dawson Knox, two for Stephon. You know, that's, like, your big three as far as receiving goes, and they didn't really catch the ball much. So, I mean, I guess when you go to Chicago, you probably have to run the ball. And, like, granted, I think a lot of games this week, a lot of them were affected by weather. 
you know, like we're probably gonna get into it later on. Like the lot, like this is another yeah. example. Like Chicago, it's really cold this week. Yeah, like Chicago, windy city. Like obviously, like there's probably hella wind, so it's probably hard to throw the ball anyways. So I mean, they probably had to run the ball anyways, so it worked out for them. But good win, and it's gonna come down to next week. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's go on to the Saints. Uh, Browns. I mean, this was definitely a game like impacted by the weather too. Um, it was really cold outside. I mean, you could just tell by like the carries. Like both teams pretty much ran the ball, um, a little bit more. Uh, Alvin Kamara had twenty carries for seventy six yards. Yeah, Andy Dillon only passed the ball fifteen times, and he threw one pick in that too. And, and they somehow still end up winning. That's some Marcus Mariota numbers right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill uh, pretty much controlled the game for the Saints on the ground. Uh, Kamara had 76 yards, Taysom Hill had 56 yards. They both each scored. Um, I mean, for the Browns, it's another pretty underwhelming performance for Deshaun Watson. 15 for 31 with one pick. Uh, Amari Cooper was pretty good. He had six catches for 72 yards. Um, Nick Chubb had 24 carries for 92 yards. I mean, it was a pretty defensive game, too. Like, 17-10 is low scoring. I mean, I think both teams do have, like, a pretty decent defense, but also the weather played into that. But it's kind of weird. Like, there, there was only scoring in this game in the second and third quarter. And then in the first and fourth, like, nothing happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's not much to take away from this, uh, I guess. I mean, the Saints win, but uh, I guess they might still have a chance uh, at the division just because it's really close in the NFC South. Um, but, I mean, the Browns are pretty much out. It's, it's just like a game with, like, low uh, implications, I guess. I mean, you say Amari Cooper. You said Amari Cooper had a great game. Usually, Amari Cooper will have like he'll have a very similar game to this, but he'll always have one significant drop, and then he makes up for it later on in the game. This was one of those games. It was uh, it was seven nothing, and then the uh, the Browns get the ball back, and they're in their own red zone. Deshaun Watson threw a dot to Amari Cooper, and he just dropped it, and he had to settle for a field goal. And I think from then on, because I thought Deshaun was playing like really good up until that point. Like, I thought the first and second quarter, like, they weren't moving the ball much, but he just looked good with the ball. And obviously, like, those other two drives, they moved the ball down the field. And after that drop from Amari Cooper, something happened with Deshaun. He just, like, looked completely different. And, like, that offense wasn't able to get going at all. And that also correlated with the Saints getting their offense going as well. So, I mean, blame the game on Amari Cooper, honestly, because yeah, he always does drop that one ball here, right? And, and then um, the Saints were just able to answer back. Yeah, so it's always one ball, but usually he'll make up for it. Like, I think in the Bucks game, it was uh, Brown oh, yeah, and he dropped about, a big yeah. play, but then he made up for it with a couple consecutive, like, passes, you know, at the end. And, and even this game, he, in, the, in the last couple of drives, he was making up for it, but he never made that final catch at the end. So, I mean, like, Raj, if you yeah. even look, like, even at the, like, the last drive of the game for the Browns, it was 18 plays. Like, they're moving the ball down the field. So I wouldn't say, honestly, like, in my opinion, this is probably Deshaun's best-looking game. I know the stats don't say that, but just as far as like the way he like eye test wise, I thought he looked better. It was just like it was just bad weather, and the people weren't making the catches and just you know stuff like that. So I mean, I do think it's a slight improvement for the last couple of weeks. Obviously, it doesn't correlate into a win. It's not like this game really mattered much for both teams, like you said. Honestly, more yeah. for this. Nah, because even the Saints, uh, they they have they lose the tiebreaker with the Panthers. So like the Saints are like they're technically not eliminated yet, but I mean they don't. I don't think they have like a high chance. They have to have I guess the Bucks and Panthers lose both, which is impossible because the Panthers played the Bucks. So I guess 
Bucks and Panthers both have to lose their final game, and the Saints have to win both. That's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think that only works if the Panthers win both the games. So the Panthers have to beat the Bucks. So the Bucks have to lose both games. Panthers go one and one. Saints go two and zero. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I you disagree with me on this last week. I don't know how I have Alvin Kamara stays here next year. Like I just think like. I think he'd want to be out because I think he's just too good of a player unless they try to, like, work around or work with the offense around him better. Um, it was just a failed year for them. Like, I think we were both high on the Saints just because, like, we believed, like, Jameis would be playing. Like, they had a good team yeah. and whatever. But then, I mean, they had, like, they had a good defense. They had some nice free agency uh, pickups. Like, they got Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew, who are both definitely not as good as, like, they were made out to be in the free agency period. But like I mean, the Saints, if you, like the Saints were winners in free agency. Like if you go back and like read what people were saying, and I think the yeah, I, that plus that Michael Thomas just you know again not showing up at all, getting injured again, whatever it is, you know, like because he he was good to start yeah. off the year. So I think we were also high on that, and I think Dennis Allen wasn't as good as we expected. So I mean, it's a lost season for them. I hope this uh, Jameis plays next year. I mean, but whatever. This game is just too. At this point in the season, it's just gonna be mid teams have nothing to play for at this point um but i mean i, yeah, I can't I say that because like the saints could still make the playoffs but it's probably very unlikely yeah and we already talked about the browns like we already knew like they were expected to be kind of mid with this like their season was pretty much thrown away from the beginning with the deshaun watson uh suspension so like i don't know they're just like finishing this mid weird like lost year and then, like, next year, I guess, is, like, when we really start evaluating if, them. If, you, if you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, do you take a chance on Jacoby Brissett? The Jets? Um, I mean, yeah. I would have him as, like, competition for Mike White. Because, like, right now, if Mike White... I think he's better. I think he's better. Yeah, I think, Jacob, I think, I think Jacoby's the best backup I mean, in the yeah, league. Yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think it's that clear that, like... I would just let them compete. And I would maybe even give, like, Mike White the starting okay. spot. But then, like, do, like, some Jimmy Garoppolo type thing. Like, if he, like, struggles, just pull him and then put in, like, Brissett for the rest of the year. This poor guy, Jacoby, man. He's just always just a backup. And not even the Browns just – they literally just put him in to just run the ball on fourth and one sometimes. Uh, he's just – he's better than the people make him out to be, I feel like. Yeah, he should he should be a quarterback somewhere. Uh, we'll see. But I don't know if he uh, – I don't know. Like, with Deshaun still coming back, like, they might just want to keep him. Yeah. Um. We'll see. I mean, he'll be he'll be nice on the Saints, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's let's go on to the Seahawks Chiefs ga- uh, Chiefs game. Um. Yeah. I mean the the Chiefs won this one. Um. Twenty four to ten. Uh. Yeah. I mean they came out pretty strong in the beginning. I guess. Uh. They scored seventeen points in the first half. It was like seventeen three going into the halftime. But even so, that three. The uh, the field goal that the Seahawks kicked was like right at the end of the second quarter, um, and after that there was no scores in the third quarter. Um, the Chiefs had a three yard run by Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter, which pretty much settled the game with about five minutes left to go. Um, yeah, I mean the Seahawks like struggled in this one. Um, I mean, you could see that like Geno Smith's stats have definitely fallen off from before. Uh, I guess yeah. I mean they, it wasn't like they were just going like three and out, three and out, three and out. Like they had some drives where they were able to move the ball, um, but still, like nothing really surmounting the points, especially in that second half. Uh, 
Yeah, let me just check the stats. I mean, Travis Kelsey was good in this one. He had six catches for 113 yards. Um, other than that, I mean, no one else. They like they didn't even really have to throw to anyone else. Uh, Pacheco did good in this one in spots. He had 14 carries for 58 yards, and he also had that one catch for 32 yards. Um, on the Seahawks side, Kenneth Walker had a pretty good game, 26 carries, 107 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, they don't have uh, Tyler Lockett anymore, so I think that definitely plays a part in um, them being unable to score and produce more on offense. But, yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? I mean, honestly, I thought the Chiefs' defense was fantastic. The, I don't think the offense won this game. This is the defense because there's a lot of plays. Because I, I always say on the podcast, like, to beat the Chiefs, you have to go for it on downs. You have to go for it on fourth down, especially when you're in enemy territory. And the Seahawks did that. But every single time, the Chiefs stopped them. Like, there was one play in the fourth quarter. I mean, in the first quarter, fourth and three on KC 41. Chiefs got to stop. And then in the second half, uh, 10 plays for Seattle on KC's 34. Chiefs got to stop. And, and, and again, in the third quarter, um, what? how many plays was this? Seven plays. They got to KC's 29. Another fourth, quarter st- uh, fourth down stop. So again and again, the, the Chiefs' defense has made plays. And um, so I mean, I don't. I think this is a very defensive game because honestly, the Seahawks did pretty good, honestly, on the defensive side. Like especially in the second half, they like slowed them down pretty much. It was just the two big plays in the beginning that uh, that held them back. And Mahomes made a fantastic play on that last touchdown. Like I don't know if you saw his dive to the touchdown. He like, I guess usually when people like dive in for the pylon, they like end up hitting having their knee touch the ground, but Mahomes was able to stay up with his left arm, and he was able to reach the ball yeah, that was the, a pretty tough uh, run. with the tip of the ball. So, yeah, no, it was just a, it was a great play. But, I mean, yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a good season for the Seahawks. Their playoff hopes are pretty much done. I mean, they're right there as eighth seed, honestly, but, uh, I mean, I, I can't say that they're done, but, like, it was it's pretty disappointing the way the last couple of games yeah. have gone. I mean, they've and lost three in a row. That's why you feel so down. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not just three in a row. I'm pretty sure they've lost five of the last six. Yeah, right? five yeah, of the last, five last six. six. Yeah. So, it's, so it's even that. So I mean, uh, I, and you said the Talakat injury. It's, uh, he's been great for them this year. So obviously, not having him as a threat was has been huge. But I mean, honestly, the Chiefs like this should be a game where I would expect them to dominate a little bit more. But they didn't dominate as much as I thought they would be because I thought I would say that Seahawks defense pretty much slowed them down in the second half and overall throughout this game. So it is kind of concerning from that standpoint, but I mean, it is the Chiefs being the Chiefs, so I think they'll be yeah. fine. But I mean, I will say the last couple of weeks are like kind of in question because I think they they struggled with the Texans last week. You know, they've uh, they barely beat the Broncos the week before. Obviously, lost to the Bengals. So yeah. they've had a rough month of December. They've been getting their wins in December, um, but it just been hasn't been like as smooth as it usually. Yeah, is. the Rams like, with so like Bryce Perkins was like the last like clean like win that they had. <laughs> By 16. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, honestly, if you, like, the last, like, legit win against a legit team, uh, you could say the Chargers, right? Chargers, Jaguars, like, those are the last two wins. You know? So, uh, it's, it's been a while since they've had, like, a good win. So, I mean, I haven't been, I wasn't, like, happy from that standpoint. But, again, they'll probably figure it out. Uh, Seahawks, so hopefully they'll figure it out. But, like, Geno Smith, like, it's that numbers have been going down. But, like, Raj has been saying, I don't think you take a quarterback for them. I think because you're going to have the Broncos draft pick. You think you just, like, build up somewhere else, and Geno's probably your guy moving forward. And, of course, Kenneth Walker went off, but I think he had, a, like, a bad couple weeks the last couple weeks, so I think he might lose his spot for offensive rookie of the year. Like, if I have to give it, I might give it to Garrett Wilson. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. Get, Let me just see the odds. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, their team is, like, pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, with the Chiefs, like, if they do get that one seed, I think, like, they become, obviously, probably, like, the favorites to come out of the AFC. Because um, they have, like, we'll see how that ends. But, uh, I mean, they have games against the Broncos and Raiders. And uh, we talked about it just before. The Bills are going up against the Bengals and the Patriots. So, uh, that one seed battle will be pretty interesting. But... I mean, both teams, I mean, those are still the two teams I expect to see in the AFC Championship uh, game, but, yeah. Uh, the Garrett Wilson's minus 200 and Kenneth Walker's plus 500. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's a huge fan. Garrett Wilson's in a run. That's a pretty big Bro- Brock Purdy's plus, Bro- Brock Purdy's plus 700. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> he, like, Come just on, started man, playing. That's ridiculous. Funny as well. Yeah. Um... Yeah, let's uh, let's go on to Giants Vikings. I mean, th- this was a really good game. Um, I mean, with the Vikings, you could pretty much say that because, like we said, like all, every single one of their games always ends up being one possession somehow. And but they always do come out with the win. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins was pretty was good in this one. He had 34 for 48, oh, 299 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I forget who it was. There was someone on TV. Uh, maybe on like some NFL Network show. I forget his name. I forget who it was actually. Uh, but I mean, the, <laughs> that guy was just going off on people uh, for talking like badly about Kirk Cousins and just saying like, "Oh yeah, like you know, before he doesn't win in prime time." And I don't know. I, I do. I do kind of see what he's saying. Um, cause like I don't know. Like every week we keep saying, "Yeah, like who knows with the Vikings, man? Like every single score has been a one-score game, so they could easily lose in the first round." of the playoffs yeah i think that's true but i i still feel like even though that that's true you could also say that yeah maybe kirk cousins has taken a leap forward and like he's definitely in like the good quarterback tier now um instead of like being like average or like a little bit above average to what he was before um i mean they're finding ways to win uh justin jefferson had 12 catches 133 yards one touchdown tj hawkinson had a monster game he had 13 catches 109 yards two touchdowns um I mean, for the Giants, they were in it until the end, and then it's kind of heartbreaking just to lose on like a six. Was it sixty-one yards uh, from the yeah. Vikings kicker to to win the game? Like Greg Joseph, um, it's like Greg the leg. Yeah, I mean he he's hit uh, like insane kicks for this now. Like he's hit so many insane like clutch kicks for them, and they're always like so long too. It feels like, um, but yeah, sixty-one yards is just ridiculous. See, I don't know if I agree with you saying Kirk Cousins has gotten better necessarily. I think he's the same guy he's always been. I just think Justin Jefferson is just so good that he bails him out so many times. Because there's a lot of plays where a lot of balls are underthrown or thrown to the side or whatever it is. And Justin Jefferson is just insane at just catching the ball for him. So I wouldn't say, like, I think he's the same guy he's always been. He just has more help now. You know, um, obviously, the, the like, not having Mike Zimmer and having Kellen Moore as your as your head coach makes a big difference, but like, yeah, he's above average quarterback, but he's not in the top ten tier to me. You know, like he's in the ten to fifteen range. You know, there's not that much separation from Kirk Cousins and a um, I don't know what's a good example. I, I, honestly, like a player like Daniel Jones, if I'm being fair, just like there's, there's probably a couple, there's like maybe a three or four people gap, but it's not like a huge difference that like people are making it seem. It's just that uh, Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson and Daniel Jones doesn't. 
So, I mean, I, I can even say Mac Jones, but like Mac Jones' best receiver is nowhere near anything that Kirk Cousins is working with. So, like, that's also that. Yeah, he has always had insane um, weapons. Yeah, this is. Yeah, like, and he had Stefan Diggs. Oh, no, 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 actually, he didn't have Stefan Diggs, did he? Uh, I think he did. Oh, I don't... Or was that uh, Case Keenum? I forget, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, he might have had Kirk, uh, Stefan Diggs. But, yeah, he's always had good weapons. And, of course, like, and having TJ Hawkinson, like, come on. Like, that's a, that's a great upgrade from what they had before at tight end. And then Justice Jefferson, and you have probably one of the best number two options in the league in Adam Thielen. And then KJ Osborne has been a great number three option as a receiver right, uh, this year. He's been great this year. And you have a top five running back in Dalvin Cook. So, like, he has a lot of help uh, this year, I would say. So, uh, But, again, the, the reason we don't trust the Vikings is because out of the 12 wins, 11 wins are in one possession games. So, like, I understand that football is just one game. Anyone can win it any day. But, like... Something has to give when it's the same team is winning almost every single time in these type of games, right? And, like, come playoff time, it is one game. So, like, it's a lot of luck that plays into this. So, they have a lot of luck riding on the side. But eventually, it has to come down to regression and everything has to balance out. So, that's kind of the concern with them. Like, I don't think either of us would be shocked if they lose in the first round as a two seed. Just because, like, that's just kind of how, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. how the numbers should work. <laughs> you know? And, like, if, they, if the Packers somehow sneak into the seventh seed... That would be that would be some crazy game if the Packers could pull that off in Minnesota. Oh yeah, that would be so fun. You know? So yeah, I mean, on the Giants' standpoint, uh, it has a heartbreaking loss, but like, I mean, you're pretty much secured in the playoff spot. Honestly, at this point, it would take a lot for you to lose out. Like, you'd have to lose your both your last games, and everyone has to pretty much win to kick you out. So you pretty much have it. That tie helps you a lot more than you know. But uh, at this point, like, th- this is just what that team is. They don't have much offense to work with. It's just Saquon making one insane play every game. And then Daniel Jones moving the ball around. This game, uh, he-, he moved the ball around pretty well. Uh, Richard James and Isaiah Hodgins were good. I just think they didn't have enough to compete with the Vikings. So, But their defense is still good. Their defense is still going to keep them in game. Right, they won them great. the game last They won them the game last week. You know, I honestly thought this, this game was Daniel Ballinger getting that fumble. You know, that was just, like, that was the only play that the Vikings really made. And this was, the only, that was really the only turnover that happened. Obviously, Daniels had interception, but um, that, that didn't really uh, change much. But it was really that the Ballinger uh, fumble because uh, the, the Vikings uh, scored first and the, the Giants are underway to answer right back, but then the fumble right happened. So, I mean, uh, at this point, both teams are going to make the playoffs. So, at, at this point, you just have to make, make sure you're playing good, playing your type of football heading into the playoffs. So, I mean, it's a good... It's a good learning point for the Giants, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, next week, if they beat the Colts, the Giants would clinch. Uh, and, I mean, that's, like, a great opportunity uh, to, like, play the Colts, who are obviously just playing really bad right now. Um, and, and the Giants will be at home, too. So, I mean, that's a good – like, they have they should take advantage of that opportunity, in my opinion. And if they're, like de- – if their defense, like, shows up, I think they have a pretty good chance of winning that game. Uh, yeah, they just need their defense to show up because if their defense shows up, like their offense doesn't have to do anything really. Like they'll just they just need to score like I don't know a couple of points here and there. Like if they score like more than like fifteen points, they pretty much should be able to win that game in my opinion. So are you going to the game? No, I'm not going. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's in your home state, man. Bro, it's just not worth it though. It's gonna be miserable. I'm not going. No point I'm bury, a, braving the cold it, it, just to witness misery. If if MetLife was a closed stadium, then maybe I'd think about going with you. Oh yeah, Met, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to have to sit there in the cold for no reason at all. 
I agree. Um, yeah, let's go on to the Bengals Patriots. Um, I mean, this game, it, it's easily like the most tale of two halves game I think I've seen in a while. Uh, in the first half, like Cincinnati's offense was just actually going crazy. Um, I mean, they scored like their first two drives. Uh, actually, yeah, let me make sure it was their first two drives. Yeah, it was their first two drives. Yeah, it was their first two drives. They scored in five plays, 78 yards in two minutes and 36 seconds. Sorry. Um, and then in the second drive, they scored in nine plays, 59 yards, five minutes, 19 seconds. And then at that point, I was just like, okay, like, this is just ridiculous. Like, I was like, how? I was like, okay, like, it's one thing, like, the Patriots defense is, like, usually pretty good at home. But, like, I, I just, after they scored, like, that quickly, I mean, they did miss m both extra uh, points, which I was like, hmm. I was like, that seems kind of weird. I was like, I wonder if that'll bite, like, uh, like kind of bite back. Um I mean, McPherson missed the uh, PAT the first one, and then they tried they went, went for, for two, two yeah, which they failed. failed. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I thought like that would be kind of important. But my initial thoughts after that first quarter was just I don't know how the Patriots' offense can keep up with this, um, because like the Bengals' offense was on one, and then it seems like they were they were able like they could hold them to like I don't know maybe like fifteen or eighteen points, um, but they gave up the touchdown at the last second of Trenton Trenton Irwin. Uh, he was he actually pretty good in this game too. I gotta see his balls. Yeah, I think he had two touchdowns. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Three catches, forty-five yards, like two touchdowns. If you have like a your third, like he's your their fourth receiver probably. Um, if you have a fourth receiver that can have like three catches, forty-five yards, and two touchdowns in a game, that's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase had like the lion's share of targets though. They each had eight catches. T. had one hundred twenty-eight yards, one touchdown. Jamar Chase had seventy-nine yards. Um. But in the second half, the Patriots came back. Uh, do you want to talk about that, the second half? So, uh, I mean, uh, the weather for this game was uh, 15 degrees, and it was, like, expected to feel, like, 8 to 10 degrees. And the winds was about 20-mile-per-hour winds. So it wasn't insane, okay? I know the weather around the country was just pretty bad. So it wasn't, like, the worst out of everywhere. But for some reason, Evan McPherson, he misses that first PAT, like Raj said. So they try to go for it, go for, uh, go for two in the next time. They don't get it. And then he, somehow he ends up making a field goal. Um, so it was a 28-yard field goal. He makes that. And then, uh, then at the last touchdown they scored right before the end of the first half, he makes the PAT there. So they had the 22 points. So, I mean, this, 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 whole, this whole PAT stuff is going to matter in the end. Because for the Patriots side, I think the, the problem is when your best offensive player – is also your best defensive player, and it's also your best special teams player, you are not a good team. If Marcus Jones is your best player in all three sides of the field, that's not a good team. That's a huge weakness in the team. You know, this is a 5'8 cornerback. I don't know how he's a cornerback. This is a 5'8 guy who has legs, who has energy, but he's your uh, best position, I mean, best player in all three areas of the, areas of the game. So that's a problem. So obviously it was 22 nothing, And then out of nowhere, Marcus Jones gets a pick. And he runs it all the way back down to make it 22-6. And then he, and, uh, Nick Folk misses the PAT. So this is, this is important. So he misses the PAT. So it can't be 22-7. So it's, it's the 16-point game. And then um, somehow the Patriots offense woke up. And they're able to get, they're able to get a touchdown. And um, what ended up happening? Was this the one that 
Was this the crazy one? No, this wasn't the crazy one. Uh, the, it was just it was just Kendrick Bourne going off, and they were able to get the touchdown in the end. And they they failed the t- uh, the uh, two point conversion. So it's twenty two twelve. So still ten point game. So then um, then the Bengals get the ball back in the fourth quarter, and then Mevin McPherson misses a forty three yard field goal. So still a ten point game. So the Bengals are not just not able to get any offense going at all. The Patriots defense is holding them strong. Everything's going good for them. And then the uh, and then uh, what happens here? Oh yes. So then um, the Patriots drive all the way down. Kendrick Bourne makes it makes an insane play, and then uh, Jacoby Myers catches the touchdown. I think this is the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then Nick Folk misses the PAT, which is huge because this makes it a four point game instead of it being a three point game, which now you can't tie with the field goal. So all right, whatever. You still need a field goal to win. You still need, still need a field goal to win the game. Okay, cool. Uh, then five plays into the Bengals' possession, three minutes left. Jamar Chase fumbles, and guess who gets the ball? Marcus Jones, because he does everything for this team. So Marcus Jones gets the ball off the fumble, and then so obviously, all right. All you need to do is run the ball, run the clock down. You know, you're moving the ball well. You're only forty yards away from the touchdown. Get the ball down. They get into the own. They get into the Bengals' red zone, into the five yard line. You know, just run the clock down. You know, the Bengals will have many timeouts. All you have to do is just not fumble the ball. And who do we have? Hero of the week. Hero of last week's game, Ramondre Stevenson. The guy who laterals the ball when the game is tied. Gets the ball and fumbles the ball on their on Cincinnati's five-yard line. When all you have to do is not fumble the ball. So, oh, uh, that happened. And, of course, of course, the, bank, the Patriots, of course, get a stop to try to act like they're going to come back. They get a stop with 40 seconds left. And, like, Mac looks helpless out there. Like, he, like, no one wants to catch the ball for him at all. He threw the ball twice to Ramondre Stevenson. And I know it's his incomplete short right, short left. But they were not short left, short right. They were going to Ramondre. One of them was dropped. The, the other one, he, he touched it too. So this game was all on Ramondre, honestly. He had, because both of these catches, he had 10 yards in front of him to at least make a play. So they could have very easily <laughs> got, got the ball closer to, like, the Bengals, uh, like, 30-yard line. So, yeah, man, that was just such a... Like frustrating game to watch because everything went went right for the Patriots in the second half in the fourth quarter and Armando just ruined it all. <sighs> yeah, it was pretty yeah, sad, man. man. Like it looked like they really had a chance, and it would have been like a huge win too, like for the playoff picture. And then also, uh, like the Bengals are like riding on this hot, like insane hot streak. Like, like there, this was their seventh win in a row. Um, like they, you could have ended like a six-game win streak on one of the hottest teams. Uh, and gotten like an like gotten like a good footing in the playoff race, um, but yeah, it's, it's just like a disappointing way to lose. Um, and the Patriots are still like the first, like they're still like the eight seed. Um, they have the tiebreaker over Tennessee and Pittsburgh, I guess. Uh, and then I guess if also they win the out, Jets. If they win out, they make it. They beat the Dolphins next week, and they beat the Bills. They're in the playoffs. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what you have to do so now. Which is so sad. Which is so <laughs> sad. This team doesn't... I really hope they don't... I do not want to see this team in the playoffs. I know this is my team, blah, blah, blah. I got to support this. I also <laughs> want to watch good football. I don't want to watch a Chiefs 65-6 to game versus the Patriots, right? I'd rather see a Chiefs-Dolphins game that's at least like 40-35, to you know? I do not want to watch this game, but I... Please, I <laughs> hope they don't... Bruh. And the thing is, like, Tua is not playing this week, so they're going to find a way to lose this game somehow. I promise you. Like, this team is so bad. Like, like, Raj, me telling you that Marcus Jones is their best player in all these sides of the field, that has to say something, right? Yeah, that is pretty bad. How is a 5'8 guy who was undrafted your best player? Every, I mean, he was drafted, but he was he, he, no one knew who he was. 
He's your best player on all three sides of the field. Yeah. That's that's so bad, bro. Uh, they don't deserve to make it. I really hope they don't make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty sad. But yeah, let, let's go on to the Lions uh, Panthers game. Um, I mean, for both these teams, like this is a pretty important game for the Panthers. If they want to have any hope of winning the division, they have to win this one. Um, the Lions, they're also fighting for a wild card spot. Um, I mean, for them, it, it was pretty sad because like they just like really couldn't stop the run. Um, like the Panthers just had their way in this game. Uh, let me see where the Lions are. Yeah, so the Lions are the nine seed right now. Uh, they have the tiebreaker over Green Bay, but they're still below Seattle, so it'll be pretty hard for them to make it in. But at the same time, they're only like one, like they're only one loss back. Uh, they, they have the same record as the Seahawks, so they need some help with tiebreakers to actually get in. Um, it, I think I jinxed them by picking them to make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, I definitely, yeah. this is definitely all my fault. I'm sorry, Detroit fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Panthers just ran the ball all over the Lions on this one. Uh, Deontay Foreman had 21 carries, 165 yards, one touchdown. Chuba Hubbard had 12 carries, 125 yards. That is insane. Like, that's like an eight yard per, like both their running backs averaged at least eight yards per carry. That's insane. Like, you're not going to win the game like that. Um, I mean, the Lions did a decent job, like, passing the ball. But the thing is, like, if you're running the ball that well, um, you can kind of just – it's just, like, too easy, I would say. Um, and if you look at all the scores, like, normally you would say with running, like, it, it takes up, like, longer drives. Um, but, like, the Panthers didn't even have, like, that many long drives. Like, they were just scoring touchdowns on, like, three, four, five-minute drives – um. Yeah, it was just really bad defense from the Lions overall. Uh, but yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Lions defense has been bad for like most of the season. I think the last couple of weeks, like their defense has, like started to play good. The defense just didn't show up, honestly. And the thing is, like, it's crazy how one fumble can change a game. Game like like a fumble early on in the game can change like a momentum of a, like the way the team's playing. And, like, I spoke about it in the Bears game, and I'm going to speak about it now. It was 7-7, and the Lions drove all the way down to Carolina's 8-yard line. And then uh, it, was on the, it was on the snap that uh, they fumbled the ball. And then from then on, their, their offense is going to get anything going. Their offense looked good up until that point. And then the, the Panthers capitalized on that fumble. And just after that point, the Lions could not stop them. They couldn't get the ball going until, like, late in the fourth quarter. So, um yeah, it's crazy how, like, if they probably score on that play, this is a whole different game, up 14-7 versus being down, versus not having the ball and tied at 7. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Panthers also needed this win. So, like, they have a chance. I th think they'd have to win their next two games, and I think the Bucks would have to lose their next two games. I think because they play the, they play the Bucks next week, so obviously they had to beat the Bucks to get in. So I think that's how they get in, which is which is crazy, bro. Like Steve Wilkes has done a great job with this team. Like he really turned around this team from Matt Rule's rule. Um, like uh, just just the chance that just the fact that like they have a chance to be a four seed in the NFL playoffs is just in, is an insane turnaround. You know, I know they haven't done much, but they've just they just be lucky enough to be in such a bad division for like them to have a chance. So I mean, if you can get this team to the playoffs, like you deserve to get hired full time for next year. So uh, and like we've been talking. But for them to have a full rebuild, but like I don't know if if you can somehow get into the playoffs, that kind of changes stuff. Maybe you keep DJ Moore, maybe you keep Brian Burns, you know. And Juba Hubbard has been great for you. So on a Lions standpoint, like 
I think they'd have to win both. So they play, they have to beat the Packers, and they'd have to hope Seattle loses and Commanders lose both too as well to get in. So it's a lot working for them. They kind of really needed this win. Their their percentage went from 82% if they won this game to 19%. So, again, this is just a huge loss for them. But like Rod said, both teams needed this win, and the Panthers came through. It was just the Lions' defenses didn't didn't play like they've been playing the last couple of weeks. So they need to they need to shore up some pieces on that defense for the in the draft and all season. But I mean, yeah, good, with the Rams pick, like they should get a good defender. It was a good season though. It was a, it, they just have to be more consistent. You can't like lose nine in a row and then win nine in a row. You know, it's just not gonna work like that. You know, you gotta be like more consistent. Yeah. You know, like I don't agree. follow the path of the Chargers. So just be better. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can. I think we pretty much covered that game. Uh, let's go on to Ravens Falcons. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Like, it's just really hard to critique these games with like the backup quarterbacks. Um, Tyler Huntley led the Ravens to victory. He was nine for seventeen, one hundred fifteen yards, one touchdown. Um, he ran the ball 11 times for 26 yards. Um, I mean, the Ravens were pretty good on the ground. Uh, Gus Edwards had 11 carries for 99 yards. J.K. Dobbins had 12 for 59. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with the Falcons starting Desmond Ritter, who he played okay in this one. He was 22 for 33, 218 yards. Um, I mean, with Ritter at quarterback, you don't need that much offense. And, like, one touchdown and three field goals was good enough to do it uh, in this one. Pretty defensive game overall. Um, I guess maybe even this one was probably affected by the weather being in Baltimore. Um, but, yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? Damn, Raj had nothing to say on this game. That was, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know, man. I hate these backup quarterback, like, garbage games at the end of the year. It was uh, it was a battle of the birds, and the the Ravens won out. Uh, I mean, the Falcons' season pretty much changed once they gave up on Marcus. They didn't really give up. They were just like, all right, let's just play Ritter. There's not that much of a difference. And, like, Ritter can't do much as far as throwing the ball, but he looked better, a lot better in this game. Honestly, I thought the Falcons were the better team this game, overall team, but the Ravens' defense just showed up and made plays, and they just kept stopping them and forced them down to field goals. The Ravens just had one more touchdown. They just had a touchdown, and that was just the difference in the game. You know, the rest was just all field goals, field goals, field goals, field goals. So, I mean, the Ravens defense just came to play, and this team is horrendous. Like, uh, even if Lamar comes back, which, like, I think he'll be back for the playoffs, just them having to go into probably Jacksonville, like, I don't think I wouldn't pick this team to win that game. Like, this might be the worst team in, like, the out of the, all the seven playoff teams, which is, like, crazy to say for how, like, explosive their quarterback is. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is, is, like, if he's, like, you want him to, like, be playing, like, when he's healthy and, like, when he's had a couple of big games. But, like, all of Lamar's big games of this year, like, came in, like, the first, like, three weeks of the season when he was, like, fully healthy. Ever since yeah. then, he's never really had, like, his explosive MVP-type games. Even when he played, like, and even when the Ravens won, he was putting up, like, pretty average uh, stat lines and, like, not that many explosive plays. I mean, they were winning games because their defense was, is, like, has been and always is really good. Uh, but, I mean, like, yeah, if they, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see how, like, they'll, if they go up against a team like Jacksonville, I don't see how they're going to score enough to win because that Jaguars offense has really figured out their stuff. I don't know. Maybe they become, like, too young in the playoffs and kind of shrink in the moment, but... I still feel like they can put up points uh, against any team. So, 
Yeah, I agree. And, it's and, not going to be and, a fun watch. I, I say that, but they can also they they have a better divisional record than the Bengals. So again, if the Bengals lose next week, it's going to come down to that January eighth game, Ravens versus Bengals, and the Ravens can somehow, if they win that game, they'll be the three seed. You know, and, and then now they're hosting uh, a Chargers or a Dolphins team instead. Yeah, you know? that's a whole different story. Then they, yeah, then I think that's different. You know, so like, uh, I mean, I, again, so it's a huge difference between going up to Jacksonville or, or hosting a team, hosting a game in the in that yeah. first uh, wildcard weekend. So we'll see how things play out. But like, I don't know. It's, it's funny it's, as hell how down we are though on a ten and five team. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're right. I mean. But like nothing is like, but the thing is, there three like there's three games where they should have won and they could easily be a twelve and two team, a thirteen and two team, right? Like there was, uh, they blew a game against the the Dolphins, of course, the Bills, the Giants, even that Jaguars game they blew at the end. There's, there's a lot of games where they just blew at the end, but there's just nothing about this team that like that that you can like that like makes you like promise yourself that okay they could do good in the playoffs because obviously they haven't had much playoff success in years past. Not saying it's Lamar's fault, but it's just like the way that uh, Greg Romine runs the offense, you know, and they didn't really add many pieces to it. Like their offense isn't explosive enough to be like being scary in the playoffs. It's just that their defense is, you know, and just like even when Lamar plays, like there's nothing that fe- puts fear into your eyes, right? So Yeah, so, I think that Demarcus I mean, Robinson touchdown catch was like the first wide receiver touchdown catch of the year for them. <laughs> for the For the year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember watching the broadcast. That's what they said. Nah, it's got to be fake. No way. For the year? <laughs> yeah, just look it up. Uh, I mean, yeah, just look it up while while we uh, talk about the other game or something. Is Mark Andrews just doing everything for this team? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, scoring-wise, yeah. Like, the, the receivers, obviously, like, they all do their part in getting the ball down the field, but... They just haven't scored for whatever reason. Wait, 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 wait no, no, wait. Wide receiver touchdown. No, I see Demarcus Robinson has two. Devin Duvernay has three. Rashad Bateman has two. Oh, okay, I'm tripping then. Yeah. There was, was some stat that they had. No, no, no. I don't think it's from the beginning of the season. I think it's from like the. Uh, it's from like a, a long time though. Like maybe like ten, okay. like uh, like a bunch of weeks is what I want to say. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. I was like, bro, that does not make sense for the year. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, yeah, yeah, but um, it's it still highlights the problem though is what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, th- there the was Falcons, some stat like that. I forget what it is though. We'll figure it out probably later. The the Falcons lost uh, eight of their last ten, which is like, I mean, th- they had a pretty good start to the year. They kind of just like they kind of realized like what their ceiling was going to be. Uh, Drake London has to get better with his fumbles. This is back to back week where he fumbles the ball in big positions. So he needs to stop with that fumble thing. I know it's fumbling this happens to everyone, you know, but like you can't do back to back weeks, you know, unless you're Derrick Henry. But uh like <laughs> this is back to back weeks where you like cost your team a game and like the, the the loss can be pinned on you no matter how good of a game you've had, you fumbled like a ball when you that your team needed you most. So he has to work on that at least. So that's all I got to say on that. Yeah. Um Yeah, let's go on to the yeah, speaking Next of Derek Henry. Week. Yeah, hold up. I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, speaking of Derek Henry. Um, yeah, the Texans uh, win a close one over the Titans, 19-14. to 14. Um, I mean, yeah, the Titans still are rolling out Malik Willis. They don't have uh, Ryan Tannehill available. Um, I mean, and he's looked pretty bad in most of his action uh, across this season. He just doesn't really look ready. 
Um, he was 14 for 23, only 99 yards with two picks. Um, he had seven carries for 43 yards and one touchdown on the ground, which is pretty good. He does seem to have the athleticism to run the ball, but as like a pocket passer in the NFL, he just like doesn't really look that uh, great. Um, and, and as for, I mean, the Titans, like normally when they play the Texans, like the past, like it seems like the past like five times, like Derrick Henry has just gone crazy on them. Like I'm pretty sure he's had like over 150 rushing yards on this team, uh, like every single like the past like four or five matchups, if I'm not wrong. Um, but this this one, I mean, he had 23 carries for 126 yards, but most of that came on like one of his like he had like a 48 yard run in the first quarter. That I felt that felt like that was like majority of his like carries or of his yardage. Sorry. After that, like he just wasn't really getting going. Um, the the second uh, like the fourth quarter was like all Texans, uh, and we've talked about their defense being pretty annoying. They did a good job of keeping Derrick Henry in check, even though he did have numbers. Like I said, most of it came early. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this Titans team is reeling. They're going the other way, um, and sooner or later they're gonna have a game against the Jaguars, which is probably for the division. Um, but after losing one, two, three, four, five games in a row, and they also have a game against the Cowboys next, I just don't really see how they can fix this. Uh, yeah. Okay, wait. Keep keep talking because I'm doing some quick math on Derrick Henry's stats real quick. Because I just want to see. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. No, on the Texan side, uh, Davis Mills was okay. He was 17 for 28, 178 yards, one touchdown, one pick. I mean, I feel like it's pointless evaluating the Houston passing game because they're probably just going to draft Bryce Young with the first overall pick. Um, Royce Freeman was their main running back in this one. He had 16 carries for 32 yards. They didn't really much get anything going on the ground game, so it was actually pretty much uh, Davis Mills. They only had 70 rushing yards, so... It's pretty much Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll uh, through the air. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, uh, com- but, coming I into mean, this game, no, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, so coming into this game, so Derrick Henry has 219 yards against the, uh, the uh, Texans. The, the game before that, 250 yards. Before that, 212 yards. So 211 yards. So, and, like, obviously before that, he's averaged, like, 86, 30, 30 56, 109. But forget that. So coming into the... The second matchup of the 2019 season, he's put up at least 200 yards every single time. So this game, he's put up 126. So yeah, like Raj was saying, uh, I was just curious. I was just curious after like how much he was dominating the Texans, and he's been dominating that team a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean that's that's an important storyline for this uh, for this matchup at least because he's pretty much owned the Texans and just like uh, like drove the Titans to win all those games, but. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Titans going forward, man? Because they, they don't look good right now. I hope they don't make the playoffs. I hope the Jaguars find a way in. That's how I feel. Because, like, is, what's Ryan, H- Ryan H- Tannehill's status? Is he out for this season? Because that's what I saw somewhere. I think he can come back for the playoffs. But, yeah, I think he's pretty much... Oh, wait, like, out for the season hasn't done done? Yeah, I'm asking. Because I know it's a lot of, like, up in the air. They don't really know what's going on. Because December 17, 2022, they said undergoing season-ending surgery. And then, like, five days ago, they said he's very likely out for the season. But then some people are saying he'll be back for this, like, the like the last week of the season, so... Yeah, he had surgery, yeah, but I think he still has a chance to come back. I think he still has a chance to come back. Okay, so this team is not winning with Malik Willis. Simple as that. They're not winning these next two games. 
Um, yeah. They're playing the Cowboys next. And like we said after the Jaguars game, like no matter what happens, unless the Titans win this week and the Jaguars lose, it's going to come down to that, uh, that last matchup against the Jaguars. And whoever wins goes to the playoffs and is the four seed. So like if, if it's Malik Willis versus the Jaguars, that's going to be like a Colts-level loss at the end of the season if they lose that, if the Jaguars lose that game, honestly. So, like, the Jaguars better win that game yeah. if they're playing Malik Willis. Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's no. It seems like it seems like the it seems like Ryan Tannehill is trying to come back for that Jaguars game. Like that's what they're targeting right now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's gonna make a huge difference because I think Tannehill can get his players the ball versus Malik Willis is not able to see the field well at all because he he rushes the throws. He kind of gives up on the play a lot where he just he just make a run for it. Like, he has seven carries, but I feel like he had a lot more that just ended up in sacks. But, like, he gives his receivers, like, maybe two seconds, and they just run, he like, runs the ball. So, like, he gets um, he gets stressed a lot, in, like, in the pocket. So, I think Tannehill does a better job with that. But then again, this team, like, it was – this team was only seven and – seven and three only because of Mike Rabel. Honestly, they started off 0-2, and then he went on an insane streak, you know. So, they've only been good because of Mike Rabel. But then the last couple of weeks when they started playing good teams – like the Chargers, the Jaguars, the Eagles, and the Bengals, they started showing like, okay, like we're not on that level clearly, you know. And of course, like playing a team that you dominated your whole like life basically, uh, you can't beat because like uh, Derrick Henry fumbled the ball back to back weeks, and it was a huge fumble because that kind of changed the game. That the Texans were able to score the ball, and like you called it last week, you said like the Texans are gonna try to win a game because they pretty much had that one seed locked up for the draft pick draft order. You know, so like even yeah. with the second win, like they can. Texans don't give a shit right now. Yeah, they can afford another win. I mean, I guess if they win, they'd be tied with the Bears, so they they should probably stop winning right now, right? Um, but what is interesting to me, bro, is is the uh the Texans always beat the Jaguars, and that's who they play this week. So, <laughs> right? So I mean, this I don't. I mean, it's gonna be a hard one. I yeah. know it seems like it's not gonna be hard, but it'll be pretty hard for them. And you've been saying all year how like annoying the Texans' uh, defense is in general. Yeah, now yeah, they are pretty annoying. I think. Let me see the last time um, the, the last time the Jaguars won. Um, I, I, the last. Oh my God, it's been a while. The last time the Jaguars won was 2017. So they've geez. lost the last one. I mean, that would be pretty epic if the Jaguars win that game, though. It'll be like a state. It'll be like a statement game for them. They've lost. They've lost the last nine games, so they need to win this game, bro. Like that's that's bad. Yeah, they have to. Because, because like they I said, the, the Titans. If the Jaguars lose this game, Titans win. Beat the Colts somehow. I mean, beat the uh, Cowboys somehow. Then they have the division. So this game is important. Damn. Yeah, it is pretty important. I mean, this is an interesting race for sure. But yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm rooting for the Jaguars to come through, man. And, Screw the Titans. And I, I know you're definitely happy because I mean, I, I, we were both wrong, but we both said the division was over in Thanksgiving, and the Titans haven't won a game. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't won a game since. <laughs> oh, like this is a very impressive. I mean, they're reeling, man. Yeah, they're they're. But 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 I mean, just because they they seem like so disciplined, but the thing is, like, they never really had that much talent. I, I feel like they were always overperforming, man. Even in years past. I was like, dude, this team is like not that good, but they are just still always like eleven and five or whatever. Like, I, I thought it was a matter of time before like they'll come crashing that back down to like mediocre. I mean, I, like if you look at the players on the team, like I, I think they all like they're like all like okay players. Like, there's no one like yeah, Derrick Henry is obviously really good. AJ Brown was really good, but outside of that, like who on their team would you say is like a top player at their position? Uh, like no one. I don't even have AJ Brown, right? So like 
Only Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, and the thing is, like, they've also had, like, very unlucky the way the schedule was set up because they, for some reason their schedule was set up where they've had, like, six straight tough opponents in a row. But then their, their season started off with, like, six straight bad opponents in a row. So they gave a false persona. And I think you even said it, like, during week eight, you're like, bro, who have the Titans really beat? And we both said they haven't beat anyone good, right? And then now when they started to play the good teams, they're not showing up. Like, they lost, like I said, Bengals, Eagles, Jaguars, ta- Chargers, you know, and then now the Texans. So they haven't beat a good team. They haven't been able to beat a good team all year. Their losses have been Giants, Bills, and everyone else I said before, and the Chiefs. So every time they played a good team, they lose. They've, they've beaten the Colts, who we know is a dumpster fire now, a Commanders team who was, had Carson Wentz at the time, and a Raiders team who was underperformed all year, you know, and, like, and the Broncos and the Packers, of course. So those are their, like, wins this season. So it's not impressive at all. So, like, yeah, there's no talent in this roster, and I think it just shows up because of, like, how the schedule was set up, and now they're playing all these good teams all together. Plus, the Ryan Tannehill injury is at, like, the worst possible time, too. Because he's, like, the one saving. Yeah, yeah, that Ryan Tannehill injury sucks. Like, after I saw Malik Willis, like, in the preseason, I was like, all right. Or, like, I think he came a little bit in the regular season, too, earlier. After I saw that, I was like, all right, like if he does, if Ryan, if Ryan Tannehill goes out, like I don't think they'll win a game. Uh, and so far, they really haven't. And, and Tannehill's not um, that great. He's just like the saving grace that can like somehow keep this team together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's just like steady, but he's not like elite. No, definitely not. And, and um, bro, the, the Titans have scored two hundred and seventy points on the season, and the Jaguars have scored three hundred and fifty. Who do you want in the playoffs if you see those numbers? Like it has to be the Jaguars. Like, come on. Yeah, for sure. The Jaguars would make it fun. Um, but yeah, let's go on to the the Niners uh, Commanders game. Um, I mean, yeah, this one. I Brock Pretty was honestly pretty shaky. I would say in the first half. Uh, I mean, they had the Niners the, uh, had one touchdown in the whole first half, but that one touchdown drive. They pretty much just ran the ball every single play except for one. On third and nine, he had a pass to um, Jennings for 15 yards. And then, like, every other play was a run. And then that was, like, the Ray Ray McLeod. Like, uh, he had, like, a 71-yard rush. Um, and they, and they, uh, they went up 7-0. And then after that, he throws a pick. Uh, and then after the pick, the, the Redskins, <laughs> or sorry, Commanders, uh, go and score a touchdown. Um and it's tied. But then after that, like Brock Purdy, he, he turned it on after that. Uh, I mean, they came out of the second half. Uh, they had a touchdown on the first drive. They punted once and then touched And they pretty much scored the rest of the game after that. Um, and, and especially like that, I don't know, it was kind of weird because like the commanders answered 14-21. Then after that, there was like a field goal drive by the uh, 49ers. And then they, the commanders fumbled, and then the commanders threw a pick. Um, or obviously Heineke uh, is the one that threw a pick. Um, and, and then, like, after that, the game was pretty much out of hand at that point because they just kicked three field goals in a row after being down one score, and now it's 30-14 to 14, uh, with, like, in the fourth quarter itself. Um, but, yeah, what were your thoughts on this uh, one? If the, if the commanders just knew how to stop big plays, they'd be in this game. Because every single touchdown, I guess three out of the four touchdowns was all big plays. Like you said, the Ray Ryan McLeod touchdown was a 71-yard yeah. rush. 
and then the uh, the the George Kittle touchdown was a 34 yard touchdown, but it was like a deep pass from Brock Purdy, who was basically at midfield, and he threw a 50 yard bomb to George Kittle. And then the other George Kittle touchdown was a 33 yard one, but he like probably ran 100 yards in circles trying to avoid everyone to score that touchdown. You know, so those first three touchdowns were just big plays, and the the the, uh, the Commanders couldn't stop them at all. So that's pretty much how the game went. So and then they were only able to answer with field goals. So I mean, if they if they were able to just stop those big plays, they they were in this game, but they just couldn't get that going. So I thought this game was pretty much it was closer than it should have been, than the score indicates. But um, after back to back interceptions, I think by uh, not it was back it was back to back turnovers by Heineke, the uh, they had to put Carson Wentz in, which is like that's yeah, crazy, that's, isn't that's, it? That's not? pretty insane to me because I think Heineke has done very well this season to show that you shouldn't. Let's go, Carson. That, that you shouldn't give up on this guy just because he's had two like couple possessions in a row against like probably the best defense in the league, you know. So I I think it's kind of like I don't like that Ron Rivera did that. Like not to say that Wentz like I don't think that it would not to say that Wentz is gonna win the game, lose the game, whatever it may be. But I think Heineke has proven time and time again the last couple of years and especially this year that he's your guy and you got to stick with him going into this. And I'm not saying they win the game holding him to Heineke, but it's just a bad look to do that to your guy. So I didn't like that at all. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of weird. But I mean, I give Carson Wentz credit though, because he came in and in the first drive, like he scored a yeah. touchdown. So like he's like, I mean, from his perspective, like he's making it like, like he's making it seem like, dang, like you guys knew you benched me, but like I could still play. So I think like that's pretty impressive, uh, for him at least, uh, just to come in and score a touchdown on that drive. Um, I mean, they met they messed up the two point conversion in that one. But if he if like they converted that, yeah, it would have been like a one score game. Um, and, and now like, I'm intrigued. Like, what the hell do they do at quarterback? Like, if Heineke throws one pick, like, is Carson going to come in? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, I mean, unfortunately, this is why I picked the commanders to make the playoffs, just because they have the tie. You know, having that tie is a huge difference to, like, hold on to that seven seed because you can just be seven, nine, and one, and you're better than how the seven and ten teams, right? So, like, yeah. I mean, if they make the playoffs, I don't, like, I don't think Ron Rivera should be this short with his leash. I think you have to pick a guy and roll with it, you know. And I think Heineke has had a better season so far versus Carson Wentz. And I think like you've won most of your games because of uh, Heineke, not because of Carson Wentz. You know, like Carson Wentz only won you two games versus Heineke won the other five. So I think you have to trust in Heineke. So I mean, uh, they've had two rough losses back to back weeks, and they play the Browns next week. So that's going to be interesting. They kind of need this win. If they win this game, they pretty much are probably set to make the playoffs. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like that yeah. at all. But, I mean, as far as the Niners, like I said, bro, like I said this when Brock Purdy came in, I wouldn't be surprised this team makes the uh, Super Bowl. This is, I think this is the best team in football right now. Regardless of who's your quarterback, I think they're just solid over everywhere else. And this is a game like... Yeah. And George Kittle has yeah. picked it up, man, ever since uh, Debo went down. Like, he's had insane like two touchdown games. Yeah, man. And then, like, once once Debo's back, and then if you can get Jimmy G back, like, this team is solid everywhere else. Like, this that defense is amazing, you know. Um, they have, like, great offensive threats everywhere. You just need – and that, that Shanahan offense is great. So, I mean, as long as you get this – as long as you – like, as long as they, like, uh, have anyone at quarterback, they can do what they got to do. Shanahan is just known for blowing big leads. Like, obviously, he blew the 28-3 Super Bowl lead. So, like, he needs to, like, work on holding leads. And he obviously blew the lead against the Rams uh, in the championship game last year. So, uh, that's his only flaw. But besides that, like, I believe in this team. I think I, I think this is the best team in the NFC and the NFL.
Yeah, yeah. Honestly, right? I, I know that's kind of crazy to say. Uh, I mean, they, they've been insane right now. I agree. I think, like, complete, yeah. like, like I think they are one of the more complete teams. Uh, there are, like, other teams that are on win streaks, too. But, like, you talk about complete teams. Like, the the Bengals and the Bills are on a uh, uh, win streak as well. But I just like the 49ers defense, like, a lot more than I like either of those teams' defenses. And I think um, Bosa just put his name for it. He's probably going to win DPOY now. Like just like like just the run he's been yeah. on the last two months or so has been crazy, and he's definitely gonna win that. Word. He's definitely racist. But <laughs> yeah, sadly, but he's a racist that's gonna be defensive player of the year. R D P O Y. R D P O Y. That's funny. Um, wait, wait. What did he say? Are we allowed to say this on the podcast? I don't know what did he say. But what did he do? No, no, no. I mean, he doesn't. No, he. Uh... I forget what it was like. I mean, he's just like you know, he's definitely racist. I forget what it was. Like they said, uh, like they caught him in some tweets. Uh, I forget. He, there's like a lot of stuff though. You have to find it on Twitter, man. I forget what it was. There was some player. It might have been Lamar. Where like Lamar had like an insane game, and then Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa was just like, yeah, like I didn't find him that impressive. <laughs> now there, there's a lot more to it too, but I, I don't want to get into it because I can't like actually say it uh, what he did, but. He definitely is. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's go on to the Cowboys uh, Eagles game. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of the better games, uh, maybe one of the best games uh, of this uh, week. Um, I mean, we knew this was going to be a heavyweight battle. We obviously probably imagined Jalen Hurts to be in here instead of uh, Gardner Minshew. Um, but, I mean, he played okay, I guess. I mean, he was 24 for 40, 355 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the two interceptions, but. I mean, he was able to throw it to Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Uh, eight, like, Devontae had eight catches, 113 yards, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown had six catches, 103. Um, like, their offense was, like, churning. 34 points is pretty good. I mean, that could be a part of the Cowboys' defense being bad, though, because they haven't played as well. Um, Dak Prescott was 27 for 35, three touchdowns, one pick in this one. I mean, I give credit to Dak in this one, I would say um this is after like a bunch of like you know after a bunch of uh like shaky performances like people are wondering like oh like is this guy you know like actually the quarterback should we put in cooper rush um he did lead them to i guess that what is it like a 10 point comeback yeah they were down 27 17 uh with nine minutes in the third quarter and then he after that point um it was pretty much all dallas minus one touchdown uh, or it was, it, was a, it was a bunch of field goals, actually, that they got um, while while Philly scored two touchdowns. So it did end up being only a six points. But, yeah, a pretty good game overall, though. Uh, yeah, what yeah, were your thoughts on this a great game one? from Dak. He's had a bad couple of weeks. But I, so I think it, it started off to, like, a hilarious start because it was 3 nothing Eagles. And then the first – and then the Dak uh, pick, it was, like – it was a fake handoff and it was a peel back. And he threw – he tried to get, get it over Josh Sweat. And Josh Sweat just picked it out of the air and he ran it all the way down. So, like, at this point, everyone's like, bro, like, Dak is trash. Like, he is so bad. And then ever since that point, he was, like, he was actually really, really good. He was making throws everywhere. He was 27 for 35, like you said. Uh, he, was, he was phenomenal this game, honestly. Like, uh, he led a 10 nothing lead comeback. He led a 27-17 comeback. He led a 34-27 comeback. So, um, he, he was great this game. CD was great. Like, um, but, again, both sides are going to complain. You – this is – these are very – these are two very similar teams. The only difference is I think the Eagles, uh, they had their quarterback injury later on in the season versus the Cowboys had their quarterback injury early on in the season. Because this is a 
this is a two game difference team, but this is a, this is like both teams have had their star quarterback like injured for a couple of weeks, and I'm assuming Jalen Hurts probably injured for a couple of weeks. So at this point, if the Eagles uh, lose out, they're going to be 13 and four, and if the Cowboys maybe win win out, they're, they're both 13 and four, right? Obviously, the Cowboys will be the five seed, and the Eagles will be the one seed. So that's how everything works out. But I'm saying like uh, the difference between these two teams isn't that phenomenal. I mean, isn't that great because they both have, like I said, their starting quarterback were both injured for parts of the season. Uh, in both matchups this season, their quarterback didn't play for that game. You know, uh, they both have good offensive lines. They both run the ball a lot. And they both have uh, quarterbacks who at sometimes people don't trust them. And they both have elite weapons. And CeeDee Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So, I mean, I guess the difference honestly is is Nick Sirianni versus Mike McCarthy. And that's probably what's going to be the difference in the playoffs. I really hope we get this matchup in the playoffs. Um, if the, if it is if oh, it yeah, is one tough. to five, I'm assuming the way it has to work out is Cowboys have to beat whoever the four seed is, right? And then uh, the Vikings and Niners both have to win, right? So then the Eagles play the worst. They they play the worst team, right? That's left out. So I think yeah. So so that's yeah, how, that's yeah. how we get that. So if the Vikings and Niners and Cowboys all win their games, we'll get this matchup again, and hopefully both quarterbacks will be playing in this game. So like, I really like to see this when both quarterbacks are healthy because both games have been close with like uh, Cooper Rush playing or Gardner Mitchell played. So, I mean, this is like, like you said, this is an offensive output, but uh, the Cowboys just had enough because like the Eagles are turning the ball over everywhere. Like Gardner Mitchell had two picks, which weren't really his fault. They were both Quez Watkins' fault. Like one of them was tipped off of Quez Watkins. The second one was just ripped out of Quez Watkins. So like this is on him. And then they fumbled the ball twice. <laughs> so like Miles Sanders got knocked, the ball just got knocked out of him. So I mean, I, I just think like they they played fine for what they what they've had. They probably win this game with Jalen Hurts, but I could also say that they Kyle will probably win that game early on in the season with that da- da- practice. So yeah, like I don't get how they had this many turnovers, but they still scored like thirty four points and it was like a one score game. Like I don't know. There's like a different perspective that you could spin this. It's just that like the Eagles are so scary because like if they have Jalen Hurts, they probably like some of these turnovers are gone. And just the fact that they can score 34 points even with all these turnovers. Like, they had, uh, what was it? Okay, so they had one, two, three, four. What was it, four? You know what the difference is? It was, uh, so one, the last two turnovers, the last interception, the last fumble, is what the, the Cowboys only got field goals out of it. So that's why it doesn't seem as bad as it was. Because the Cowboys were putting up, yeah, the Cowboys okay. were putting up touchdowns like they've been doing all game. And so it's a different game. We t- yeah, then it'd be like 50-something yeah, exactly. to 30. <laughs> but it's only because they got field goals. That's like the huge difference in the score, right? But everything else, like, it was just a back-and-forth yeah, answer. Yeah. That's why. I see. Damn. Nah, this is a good game. If you like offense, uh, it, this was interesting. Um, I, and I especially, uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. Even, like, T.Y. Hilton, like, they put him in, like, a third and 30 or whatever. And he just had, like, one target. And he had a catch on that play for 52 yards and converted it. That was him it. who caught it? That was um, him? That was him who cooked Darius. That yeah, that was T.Y. Hilton, Darius, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, I don't get how, that. That's tough for him, though. Like, just to be, like, not playing the whole year, and they put you in on, like, third and 30, and they're like, okay, just run T.Y. And he gets a catch on that one play. Like, I mean, he he's like a he's like a good deep threat, man. If he's, like, if he could contribute anything for them, like, that just adds a whole different dimension to their team. I mean, at this point, like, why would you want to add Odell, man? Just, like, play with T.Y. Like, whatever you have is good enough. And obviously, their focus is on the run game anyways. I don't think Odell is as ready as people are making him seem to be. 
As in, like, I don't think he's fully. Yeah, fully I don't think he yet. is either. Yeah, he's probably not. But yeah, I mean, th- this one was really good. I had a I had a fun time watching this. I mean, do you, do you agree with me that both these teams are very similar? Yeah, yeah. No, I do agree. I, I think the Eagles have a little bit better defense, though, from what I've seen. Okay. And I trust Jalen Hurts a little bit more than I trust Dak Prescott. And, I mean, but what makes you say that? Because I, Dak has won a playoff game. Yeah, but this done? year he's been, I don't know, maybe it's like his thumb is still bothering. I don't know. I, I just think right now Jalen Hurts is a better decision maker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Plus, I, like, I think I don't know, his, running, his running ability is also kind of insane, man. Like that one play yeah. that the Eagles run, where like the like they just fake like it's a pass and they just open up like a lane for Jalen Hurts to run, and he just a has like option. wide yeah. acres of space. I I hate that so much, but it's like so effective. Like he's just like really good so, at like reading the game right now. I think. So then I would argue that the, the difference is the coaching because that's Nick Sirianni's offense right there. Yeah, versus yeah, Mike true. McCarthy. True. So true. I don't. I wouldn't say it's more Jalen Hurts than Dak Prescott. I would say it's more Nick Sirianni versus Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, he, Nick Sirianni's really good. Yeah. People talk b- bad on him, but he's insane, man. I mean, and I mean, especially if you're what, making what a said? backup quarterback like this work too. That that's a lot on like Nick Sirianni. If you can get like 355 yards and two touchdowns out of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that offense is insane. But like, uh, I really hope we get this matchup, bro. I mean, as long as the Cowboys do their job and beat whoever that four seed is, and the nine and the Vikings and Niners both do their job, we'll see this matchup again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, let's go on to the Raiders and Steelers. Um, I mean, pretty boring game overall. <laughs> uh, I just don't really like games that, again, with like teams that are. I actually, I don't know. The Steelers aren't eliminated yet, right? I don't think so. No, they're they're not. They, I mean, but it's very. They need everyone to lose and they need to win both games. Yeah, yeah. So whenever it's like that, then I'm just like, all right, man. Like I'm kind of out on it. Um, I mean, <clears throat> like yeah, like. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he was okay. He had 244 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Najee Harris had 16 carries, 53 yards. It was a pretty much, like, it was just a very defensive game. Uh, but, I mean, part of the reason for that is, like, the Raiders. Like, Derek Carr has kind of fallen off a cliff here. Um, he had one touchdown and three picks in this game. He was only 16 for 30 for 174 yards. I do know that the Steelers, like, defense is really good. So, like, that's pretty, uh, like, th- that's credit to them. But, like, Derek Carr just hasn't been good. Like, if you compare his stats um, from what they were in December, like, last year. Like, last year, Derek Carr, he was heating up in December. But this month, he's been, like, terrible. Um, He's just had a lot. Like, I think he's had, like, more picks. than He's thrown more picks than than he's had touchdowns uh, this month, if I'm not wrong. Um, And I don't know. Like, where they had, like, they kind of got hot in the middle there. Then they kind of lost a couple of games, and then they were, like, out of the playoff picture. But, yeah, like, I just don't really like what I'm seeing from Derek Carr. Um, but at the same time, like, just the fact that they won all these games, like, I don't really see... Like, before, it was, like, a clear-cut candidate for the Raiders to draft a quarterback. Then it wasn't. Now it kind of might be. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe you draft a guy and, like, develop him or something. But, yeah, just not a good ending to the season for Derek Carr so far. It's like on, uh, with two games left to go, uh, but still. I think Raj is trying to say everything he can to make sure the Colts don't take Derek Carr next season. I think that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah, my main objective here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel bad to, for Devontae, bro. His man requested a trade, went from Aaron Rodgers to this. 
He's playing with his boy, but his boy clearly isn't as good as who he was playing with before. Um, but I mean, this is just a season from hell for the Raiders. Like, but uh, like their offense didn't really get anything going. But as you played a good defense, at this point, like you've had a couple good wins up until this point, and uh, you kind of just have to look forward to next year. Honestly, just look forward to see what you can do for next year. See who you can keep, so you can get rid of. Um, I don't think Josh McDaniels is that guy, but they're not going to listen to me. Uh, they should do what the Broncos did, who we'll talk about later, but they should do what they did and fire Josh McDaniels after the season. I think that will change a lot of things and make this team a lot better. Uh, the Steelers' defense is just great. I, th- I thought Pickett played a good game, honestly. I thought he was pretty good overall. I think this was one of his best games, just the way he looked. He looked a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Uh, just a lot of plays he was making, a lot of throws out in the field. And it was just a close game that the Steelers' defense held on. They, they played good all game, and then P- Kenny Pickett made the play at the end to score the touchdown for them. So, like, like you said, it's a very uninteresting game versus two teams that don't matter. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, I guess the only thing that, that I got to take away from this is that uh, that winning record record for uh, Tom, uh, Mike Tomlin can still happen. So that's one thing I kind of do want to see happen. Or I think it's that, or he can also get eight wins, like every season eight wins too. So I think even if they're like eight, eight and nine, that's still very impressive for how they started. I was talking on mute for a second, but yeah, I was going to say if they actually get there, that's actually mind boggling because their offense is like terrible. <laughs> they were two and six to start the season. And now they're, I mean, I think they can beat the Browns for that eight, eighth win. Ravens might be kind of hard though. Yeah. But I don't know. Their defense will always keep them in games, but yeah. Um, yeah, let's go on to the Packers-Dolphins, uh, unless you have anything else on that. That was a Saturday Night Football game. Thank God I missed that. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Packers-Dolphins. So the Packers win this one 26-20. Uh, to 20. Um, I mean... We praised Tua a lot this year. Even you were kind of out on him, but then you admitted that he was pretty good. And of course. But he was pretty shaky in this one. Uh, he has 16 for 25, 310 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Um, I mean, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill did have good games, but the picks that Tua had were just like way too costly. And it, it sucked because like they had so many opportunities too uh, to like tie the game, right? Like they're down 23-20. They get the ball back. They go on a nine-play drive, get 52 yards, then he throws a pick. Then after that, they hold the Packers to a field goal. So they have one more time, like four minutes to score a touchdown pretty much. Um, after that, they throw a- another pick. Uh, actually, they, they, sorry, they didn't have four minutes. They, they two had minutes. two minutes, right? About two minutes. Yeah. yeah, they had two minutes. Yeah. But then that drive starts to a completes a short pass to Jeff Wilson, and then he throws a pick after that. And the problem with this picks were, like, he was just not reading the defense correctly. Like, there was, like, no one in the area. Like, it was not like he threw it to a receiver and it just bumped out of his hands. Like, he, it just looked like he threw it straight to the defender, which in the NFL pretty much just means, like, you were not able to read the defense correctly. Um, but to his credit, uh, the one thing I will say is apparently, like, what I saw, like, online, or he, he did, they did put Tua in concussion protocol after this game. And, like, there is, like, a video that suspects, like, when he got his concussion. It was, like, after, like, he tried, like, he tried, I think he tries to, like, run a little bit. Or, like, it's, like, after he threw the ball. He basically gets taken down and his head hits the floor pretty hard. Before that point, like, he only had, like, one touchdown and no picks. 
and he threw like for about 100 yards at that point then after that point is when he had all of his picks and like his stats become terrible so i don't know maybe he was playing the game concussed that is a possibility but still a pretty bad game from him and like it sucks because they did need this win to like solidify their spot in the playoffs um and like they've lost like four in a row now like very sneakily they've lost four in a row because like all the games have been close pretty much except for the 49ers one so you just think like oh yeah like they're like right there but they've lost four in a row now um i feel like they're kind of going back to earth um yeah what were your thoughts on this of one? course when i praise him and give him his flowers uh he starts doing bad like i mean i have been saying like he's had a lot of help like he's had he has Jalen waddle tyree Kill, which which makes you look a lot better than you really are but like he's been really really bad and like Three picks in a quarter is, like, you can't even defend that at all. Like, I don't care who you are. Uh, that's just, uh, it wasn't a good look. And like you said, he's not reading the defense well at all. And uh, honestly, I think the reports are out that, like, he's in concussion protocol now. So, like, I think just the smartest thing is to shut him down for the season. Which, like, pains me to say this because, like, I, I want them to make the playoffs because out of everyone else, out of I don't want anyone else to get that seven seed. Like, I don't want the Patriots, Jets, Titans, Steelers, Raiders, any of those teams to get in as a seven seed. Like, I'd rather have the Dolphins over all these teams, even if it's, like, their backup, Skylar Thompson playing. I'd rather, like, that offense still probably be more fun than watch these other teams in there. So, but, like, if Tua doesn't play that game this week against the Patriots, like, the Patriots could win that game. And if the Patriots win out, they're in the, they're the seventh seed they're the playoffs. You know, so, like, the Dolphins are, if Tua doesn't play, like, uh, they might lose these last two games. And now you're 8-9. and nine after starting out eight and three, which is just an insane run, which is like the total opposite of last year where they, I think they started off like two and 10 and they won like the last five, six games or whatever it was, you know, and they, they almost had a chance to make the playoffs at the end of last week, uh, last season. So, I mean, yeah, it's been just a, it's been a rough road trip for them. And then they came back home on Christmas and they lost like, you can say the Niners, Chargers and the Bills losses. Okay. That's a rough road trip to play three games in a row. That makes sense. Understandable. But then this is a game against a reeling Packers team who, like, hasn't been good most of the season. Of course, they figured out things in the last couple of weeks, but, like, this is the one you have to get, and they couldn't do that either. And, like, uh, I think a big turning point in this game, honestly, was when it was uh, 17-10, and then the – sorry, it was 20-10 right before halftime, and, and the Packers have the ball. I mean, so, sorry, the Dolphins have the ball 20-10, and then Raheem Mostert fumbles the ball. So they were uh, – if they drive down the field and get a field goal or get a touchdown, this is a 17-point game. This is a 13-point game heading into halftime. But because they fumbled the ball and the Packers were able to answer with at least a field goal, this is a 7-point game heading into halftime. And they weren't able to score that the whole second half. Like, the Packers kept them in check. Tua did not do anything at all. And then the Packers just had uh, a touchdown and two field goals. So, oh, like, if the Packers win their last two games, they're in the playoffs, which is just insane to say. But, like, it's it's very... Yeah, that's so ass. They play the Lions and Packers, that uh, Lions and Vikings to finish off the season. So, yeah, it's a hard. The finish. Vikings might rest their team, and the Lions, like they're, I can see Aaron Rodgers winning that. So, man, I mean, both these teams are heading in two opposite directions, which I don't think we'd say heading into the month of December. And now they're like the the tables have turned. So I don't know, man. I don't know if the Dolphins can make the playoffs, which is crazy to say, because I don't think it's smart to play Tua. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, but I I don't know what they'll do. We'll see how long it takes, but I mean, I think he'll try to play if he can, obviously, but cuz like you obviously want to make the playoffs, but I don't know. Do you trust It's like it's like a 
it's like an iffy topic now because like now he's like his second time he's in a concussion. The first one, like we all remember in the beginning of the season, like there's a lot of issues and stuff going on like outside of football too with them with that injury. So we'll see. Yeah, and because of the first two injury, like a lot of the concussion protocol stuff has changed this season. So you know, so it's made an impact. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you trust Skylar Thompson to go into Foxborough this week and win a game against Bill Belichick? No. Yeah. So no. like this is this is not good at all, bro. You fall to eight and eight, and now you're playing uh, the Jets in the last week of the season, which you should win that game whether Tua plays or not. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe Mike White can pull that game off. So like, this is not looking good for them at all. Like honestly, so like if they win this week, they're good. But it's like if Tua does not play, I don't think they can. Like, they have a chance at all. Yeah, that would be pretty hard for them. Um, yeah, let's go on to the Rams and Broncos game. Uh, I mean, this was just an insane beatdown. <laughs> um, on the the Rams win fifty one to fourteen, which is just staggering. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 24 for 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers had 23 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. I don't know. Like, the whole season, the Denver defense has been really good. Um, and they've kind of had, like, they've been stuck with the short end of the stick a lot of games because, like, the offense has not helped them out at all. They've been put in really bad positions, but they've still held the score down pretty low. But it feels like this game, all that went down because – the Rams did not punt, like, one time this entire game, which is crazy. Like, they're punter, they never punted. Um, and I feel like for the Broncos, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, such an insane gut punch, right? Because, like, you lose, you're losing all these games, right? Um, Russell Wilson is hurt. So, Brett Ripien comes in. You beat the Cardinals. Then you put Russell Wilson back in the game. And then they lose this game. And then, and he has like a like one of his worst performances too, because like he has his fifteen for his twenty seven, two hundred fourteen yards, one touchdown, three picks, and they put Brett Ripien back in this game. So now it's just like, what is going on? Like this is just like it's such a gut punch. I mean, even as bad as this season is, I don't know if you could still call it a gut punch because all their fans are probably checked out. But like, I don't know, they're just in such a bad spot. Like I don't even know, like. I think they'll have to play Russell Wilson next year because, like, his contract is insane. Um, you have to give it at least one more shot, in my opinion, because you don't even have your pick. So you might as well just play and, like, see if he can, like, ever... You just have to hold on to the hope that he can bring back, like, his old self. Um, but they did fire their coach uh, after this one. Nathaniel Hackett is gone. He's only the second coach. or you know, There's been, I think, five coaches, but it's kind of weird. In back-to-back -back years, we've seen coaches not finish the season in their first year. Last year was Urban Meyer. This year was uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, we'll see if maybe they can hire a coach that can turn this stuff around. But, yeah, they're just not in a good spot so right as now. As bad as Nathaniel Hackett was, there's not a worse coach hire in the history of all sports worse than Mervyn Meyer. So, I, I mean, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, you could at least go home today. Yeah, I agree. You can at least go home today and say, at least I'm not Urban Meyer on the Jaguars. So, there's that. Um, I mean, he's up there at least. He's, like, on the Freddie Kitchens level. Um, I don't know if you saw what the, whatever happened on the sideline. I think um, – the offensive line where we're getting into it with Russ, and I think Brett Ripien had to come and like break it up, and then like at, at the end of it, we're, oh yeah, at the yeah, end of it, Russ just came back. He probably said, "Oh, he probably just went up to them like Broncos country, let's ride," and like they made up or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel so bad for the guy, man. Like he's like 
like every at the end of every game, you just see his press conferences, and these guys are just like, uh, like they're like bashing him with these questions. He's just like, yeah, man, like I gotta be better, I gotta be better. Like, yeah, it's ugly, yeah, man. Like, it's, it's ugly. I don't really. I know Russ hasn't looked like great this season, but I don't know how much of this is really on Russ. I would say half of it's on Russ, but I would say the other half is just Nathaniel Hackett. Like that offense, like we saw from the week first week of the season, they they play the Seahawks, and like just I think was is that the first week where that happened where like they had a chance to go no they had a chance to go for it on fourth and one and they went for like an eighty five yard field goal or something was that what happened against the Seahawks it was something like that right it was just like a take it. Yeah, it was also the one where they had like 50 seconds left and three oh, timeouts yeah, yeah. and yeah. didn't use like any timeouts. Yeah, yeah. Then they let it go down like 30 seconds and then they called the yeah, timeout. Yeah. So like just from that week, we were all able to see how bad of a hiring this was. And he has just done nothing since then. So, I mean, I think going into next year, like you, I think you should give Russ a chance. Give him a better coach. Give him a better play, uh, like offense around him. Give him a better play call. I think he can figure it out because he's, he's shown flashes where he looks good. You know, like there was uh, against the Chiefs, he had a, like, a great comeback. And like at times in this game, he looked good. It was just like, uh, you can't get anything going with what Nathaniel Haggett's been calling. So, I mean, it's been a rough year for them, man. I, I just feel so bad. I, I, you got to give him one more chance, honestly. And then I think you'd like make a decision from there. But I mean, it's a good, th- it's a good thing they fired him. I mean, I, I honestly, I would just wait until the end of the year. It's kind of weird to like do it now. Like you're two weeks away from the season, you're taking a you're taking a man's paycheck for two weeks for what? Like just let him get paid. It's kind of dumb to me. Either you do this in the middle of the season, or you have a chance to turn things around, or just wait till the end of the season. So like, I don't know. That's kind of dumb. The Urban Meyer thing I understand because he was literally having prostitutes on like live TV or whatever it was, you know, whatever he was doing, right? So <laughs> I mean, this thing this this thing I don't agree with just from like a moral standpoint. Like let the guy get his two weeks paycheck, but whatever. Just the poorly run franchise as usual. Um, on the Rams, stand, on yeah, the Rams standpoint, like uh, it's kind of funny how like um, Cam Akers is turning things around. I think like f- six weeks ago, he like requested a trade from this team, and ever since then he's been phenomenal. So I mean, I think it's more. I think it's more <laughs> so this team actually giving him a chance, you know, and like him not fumbling the ball like he always does. So I mean, that's good on that. But both these teams, like we had high expectations for both, one more than the other, and. They're four, five, and ten, and four, and eleven. So that's all we yeah. have. Yeah. You think Baker Mayfield is the quarterback for the Jets next year? <laughs> He's better than Zach Wilson. So, like, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'll I, give him. I, that. I think if you're the Jets, you need to go into July. You need to call Derek Carr, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, uh, like whoever else, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles. Bring them all <laughs> to bring them all to MetLife and just have a training camp with them. And whoever can throw the ball. 10 out of 10 times, 10 yards, that's your quarterback. That's all you need. I think that's what they have to do. <laughs> I'm dead. I think Matt Ryan is still under contract from the Colts, though. They'd have to trade. I, th- I think the Colts would honestly trade him for a bag of chips, bro. Yeah, I think they would, too. Um, but, yeah, l- let's go on. Uh, the uh, Bucks cardinals game. I mean, this one was really weird. Uh the Bucks win this one barely 19 to 16. I mean, I was a little bit shocked with this one. Um, just because like I knew like the Bucks had the division. Like they need to win these games in order to win the division. I mean, the most important one is the one next week against the Panthers. Um because I think they both have uh let's see. Now the pa- the Panthers are one game back, but they I think they do have the tiebreaker, or they would have the tiebreaker if they win next week. So that is the one that's like really important. 
But still, like, I don't know. I just was, like, a little bit shocked with, like, the lack of urgency, I guess. Because this is a Cardinals team. Like, they've been losing a lot. Um, they've lost five games in a row. They don't even have Kyler Murray. They're playing Trace McSorley at quarterback, um, who hasn't been, like, that great. And still, like, it pretty much, like, they went down 16-6 to uh, in with, let's see, with, like, 11 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. At that point, I was like, okay, like, it's obviously, like, too much time. Um, but it took them until, like, the last, like, second pretty much uh, to, like, or not, sorry, not the last second, but, like, they only tied the game up at, with, like, two minutes, 30 seconds left to go. So they did tie it. It goes to overtime. They won in overtime after forcing a punt. Um, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, if you, like, their offense is just, like, a little bit shaky. Um like, I don't get it. Like, if you watch, like, the Cardinals play offense, like, you're like, there's no way anyone should lose to this team because, like, their offense is just not good with Trace McSorley. Like, he just doesn't make good reads. Like, he just kind of, like, you know, like, uh, he looks at DeAndre Hopkins as soon as the route starts and just throws it to him no matter what, even if he's, like, double covered on the sideline, um, which is, I think, what ended up happening in overtime. Uh, yeah, the, the last play in overtime when they are for the Cardinals on offense when he targets DeAndre Hopkins, he was like double covered on the sideline. There's no way he was making that catch and he threw it to him anyways. Um, yeah, I was just a little bit shocked at the, the lack of urgency from the Bucks. I mean, they did get the win, which, which is what matters, but it's still kind of weird um, that they are like struggling. But this has been the Bucks team all year. Like, like this is, this is similar to the, uh, uh, what comeback was it? The, uh, the, the comeback against the Rams, the, the, the comeback against the no, I'm saying no. the Bucks. It's like similar to the, the Rams comeback, the Saints comeback, and now this comeback. Like they're down for all three quarters and like half the fourth quarter, and Tom Brady's like, "Yo, I'm Tom Brady," and you know, and like that offense just takes a complete switch in like those three games, including this one. You know, so. Uh, yeah. No, it was the Saints yeah. game. I think I was talking about. I said Steelers, but they lost to Steelers. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so yeah, yeah the Saints on. game and I think the Rams game, they both come back. Um, so, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, I know their offense kind of, like, it's, it's horrendous. It's been bad all year. But they, they do, they have shown times where, like, their offense can take a complete 180 where they look bad for three quarters and then they just turn it up in the fourth quarter. Like, Mike Evans was making crazy catches in the fourth quarter. So, like, I think on that standpoint, you're kind of just banking on the fact, like, hey, it's Tom Brady. They can, he can do whatever he can. You know, um, obviously, if the Panthers win next this week, they they're gonna ha they're gonna be in the running for winning that division. If the Bucks win, it's over. So we'll see who gets in. If the Bucks get in, like, it's like, how much can you even say? Like, okay, like Cowboys are going into Tampa Bay, but they're playing Tom Brady. Can can he do it? Like, it's that's the only thing you're holding on to, right? That's the only thing I'm holding on to. That like. The Cowboys are gonna choke. We're holding on to the fact that the Cowboys are gonna choke and they're playing Tom Brady, you know. But like <laughs> when you look at it on paper, the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFC. The Buccaneers just should not be in the playoffs, right? But just because, yeah, but the, but because <laughs> of the way things work out, you're going to Tampa Bay and you're playing the, the goat. So like it's, I I, I I still would not be surprised if they beat the Cowboys, um, which is just crazy to say, just because they have Tom Brady and they can do things like this, like. It's very impressive how they be able to win these games, like, you know, like being down most of this game. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, the one thing that helps for them is, like, I, the Cowboys' defense has been pretty, like, bad, like, as of late. 
It's like if the Buccaneers like could like play them and like they get off to like I think their offense could produce points against them, you know. Yeah, and they've also bleed them early in the season, but I think that was a way different Bucks team, way different Cowboys team, also. Um, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, if this I is agree. a twenty-six team, if if this like game is twenty to six in the middle of the fourth quarter and Tom Brady has a chance to get the ball twice, I think the Bucks win that game. You know, like we we've seen this time and time again this season where he's just come back, come back. Obviously, he's done that. He's done that his whole career. But he's doing this. He's doing this with a lot less now. So I mean, they're still scary in that aspect. But I do see your point where it's like, bro, you're playing the Cardinals. You're playing Trace McSorley, and you're struggling. You have to go to overtime to win this game, you know. But like, uh, it's just Tom Brady, bro. Like, it's just insane how he can do this time and time again. Yeah, it is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, let's go on to the last game: uh, Chargers and Colts. Um, I mean, there's not, like, much to say on this one. Uh, the Colts did make the switch to Nick Foles, but Nick Foles is very clearly, like, a couple of levels worse than Matt Ryan is. Um, he was 17 for 29 in this, 143 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. I mean, it seems like they put him in the game and told him, like, yeah, Nick, don't be afraid to take some deep shots, but, like, he was really bad on passes, like, over 10 yards. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point in the game, like, he was, like, one for seven on passes over 10 yards with three picks, like, a little bit into, like, after he threw his third pick. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like, this is really bad. Um, I mean, I feel bad because I, I feel like the Colts' defense has played really well the past couple weeks. Like, before they weren't uh, – before they were, like, playing good fundamentally, but then they weren't getting turnovers. Now they're playing good fundamentally and they're getting turnovers. Um, but, like, they're, they've gotten, like, next to nothing from the Colts' offense – uh, like I don't know. There, there was like that one play, uh, where the, in I think it's yeah in the third yeah in the third quarter they basically sacked Justin Herbert at their own twenty yeah twenty one yard line and they got the Colts defense got a fumble and at that point I was like dang if the Colts like score here then it's like low key a game right going into the fourth quarter but they basically. Uh, got to fourth and one, and then Nick Foles like just could not even run the quarterback sneak, and they turned it over on downs. And after that, I was like, all right, like yeah, this game is done. Like, cause it's just like so demoralizing, right? Like your defense forces a fumble, you you have to only go twenty one yards to score a touchdown, um, and then after that, like your offense can't even convert a fourth and one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're like pretty much, like Nick Foles plays the rest of the season. Like he's going up against the Giants defense and the Texans defense. He is not going to be able to score on either of those defenses. So, I don't know. It's, I, I don't think the Colts will win a game the rest of the year. Um, unless, like, the two teams, like, really choke. I mean, the Texans, I guess there's, like, somewhat of a higher chance if you, like, find some magic on the last game of the season. But the Giants, who are, like, fighting for a playoff spot, like, I think they'll, they'll, uh, they'll like, fight hard. At least their defense will. Um, and if your defense plays that well, then at some point it's inevitable you'll just, like, have a chance to win because the Colts' offense not doing anything. I think you got to give props to the Chargers. I think you owe them one after doubting them a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You no, know, they got in. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really think they played that well, though. Like, I think they just got so many opportunities from the Colts offense, like, giving them, like, gifts, you know? Like, I, I think they actually should have lost this game. No, this is three wins in a row for the Chargers. That's what I'm saying. When have we ever seen this on this team? Yeah, yeah. That, that's impressive. Yeah, this game, like, I don't know. I, like, I didn't think they did all that much to win this game, but... They've been winning like that recently, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last three wins are, what, like 17-14 versus the Titans, 
23 against the Colts, and then 23-17 over the Dolphins. So it's all one-position games. They're becoming the AFC Vikings, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, finally they've been they're in the playoffs. Like, a, a great quarterback like Justin Herbert deserves a chance to be in the playoffs. He's kind of got screwed over with just bad coaching over the years and just uh, a ridiculous uh, Week 18 game versus the Raiders last year. But he's finally in the playoffs. Probably going to be a six seed, maybe five. It can be anywhere five through seven. So we'll see where they end up. But they're going to be playing Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, one of those teams in the first round. So, um, I mean, good on them. They've made the playoffs finally. Uh, this game, like, the Chargers just came in and they won the game. Um, they didn't, like I said, they didn't look that impressive, but they just did just enough. I do think the Colts, the defense does give them problems because they are a good defense at the end of the day. They just, they're like, they have problems everywhere else. Um, Nick Foles, I don't, I don't really think he was given a fair chance because again the offensive line is a huge issue with this team, and he kept getting sacked every three seconds. Like he could, he he's getting pressured, and even when he didn't get sacked, there was just pressure all around him, and so he didn't really get a fair chance to even throw the ball. So I mean, but I don't really know what this team's doing, anyways. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Texans though, because I don't know how much the Texans are going to try to win that game. But we'll see. I agree. Um, but yeah. Uh, I feel like for your draft pick though, you have to at least end up like below Detroit, uh, or, well, like which is actually the Rams pick. Uh, you have to end up below the Rams like somehow in the standings because uh, and Atlanta because like I mean right now like I think the Colts like r- right now the Colts are picking fifth with like Houston, Chicago, Seattle, and Arizona picking before them. But out of all those teams, like I think you could feel pretty confident that you would you'd have a chance at the second best quarterback prospect. Even if you don't move up, um, so like I think they're like in a good spot right now. I just hope they finish below like uh, Atlanta and uh, the Rams in the standings because yeah. I think Detroit has a good like Detroit might Detroit Atlanta are probably the two teams that stick out to me. That yeah, you're might probably take getting five wins max. You're not getting six. No, I mean four. Four is the yeah. Yeah, four is I, what you yeah, hope I for. agree. Um, I mean, but, you know, I will say the Chargers, like, they've looked a lot better since Keenan has come back. Like, I know that was an issue all year. Like, they've, uh, oh, yeah. they've had injuries everywhere, and now Keenan being back, like, they've looked really good since all that, you know. So, I mean, obviously, they've lost J.C. Jackson for the year. Um, they've had under, other injuries. Um, what do you think about that hit by Derwin James? I mean, I don't know. I think it was, like... I don't know. I could see why they ejected him. Like it goes like he did everything. Like he checked all the boxes for like breaking head on head contact, right? Like, but yeah, it was like head on head contact, like defenses receiver. I mean, I don't know. I think it's one thing. Like if it's like, I don't know. To to me, that one seemed like even more unnecessary because like even if he caught it and like you tackled him, like it was like he was on like the line of scrimmage, bro. When he caught that pass, right? Like or like he got like a one or two yard gain, like. I guess the ones where I understand the big hits are like when like the receivers are running across like in the middle of the field, like when it's like a deep post or something, right? Because then it makes sense as a defense. Like you want to like hit this guy hard so like you can break up like a 20, 30 yard pass from happening, right? Like that makes sense. Like it's like, okay, like it's like a 20, 30 yard, like you don't want to give that shit up. But like, bro, like this is like a one yard completion. <laughs> like, like if you like, cause he, and he was on his way out of bounds too. Like, I don't know. It just like that hard of a hit. I, I guess, I don't know. I can't really... I know it's like NFL defense and like you want to set the tone and stuff, but for like a one yard like uh like gain bar like and you probably like at that point you probably think you're gonna win the game too like it's not like you're down <laughs> or like you're trying to fight to come back. You I don't know? think he was like trying to hit him. I don't think this is some like 2009 Saints with the bounties and all that. I don't think he was like trying. 
don't think he was trying oh, to kill yeah, him. I think yeah, it was yeah. just the angle everything happens and just like in the heat of the moment. I mean, he was definitely trying yeah, to lay yeah. a like a bigger hit though. He was definitely trying I mean, to like, lay a bigger at hit. At first, I was like, ah, oh, I don't think he deserves the ejection. But then I like if it's head to head, like I right, like like uh, just like you know penalty, get rid of him. But like if it was that hard of a hit without head to head, then I think we should let him go. But because it was helmet to helmet, I think he deserved it for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I mean. That was one of the hardest hits, though, I feel like I've seen on TV. Like, just sound-wise, that was I, I really hope we can get a 3-6 Chargers-Bengals matchup. Or a... Even Chargers-Chiefs would be good. But I think Chargers-Bengals, like, the, the winner isn't, like, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that'd be pretty fun. Or... No, I just want to... W- no, see, like, realistically... Honestly, I want the Ravens to be the three seed. So the Chargers can beat them. And the Bengals to beat the five seats. The Bengals could beat the Jaguars. So now your final four teams are Chiefs, Bengals, Chargers, Bills. That's how I kind of want it to play out, but I doubt that that's going to happen. Yeah. It, I mean, it's hard to get uh, the most, like, idealistic yeah. matchup. <laughs> Something always goes wrong in the NFL playoffs, but... um, Yeah, I mean, I, I also... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this game, I think the Colts are just going to kind of coast to the end, you know? Like, they're just, like, in a weird, like, a bad spot. Like, I think the players are starting to lose motivation now. Like, the defense comes out, like, every week and plays well. I guess the one good thing about them is that, like, it's not like the Broncos where, like, they're having fights on the sideline. That's, like, the only thing. Like, okay, at least we're not fighting each other. The only thing they can hang their hat on. I think there's even a stat that in, like, every game that Jeff Saturday has played, they've never allowed more than six sacks. I think this one had seven as a coach. Well, that just shows how bad the offensive line is right now. They got to fix that in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think if you fix the offensive line and the quarterback, like, I think just just fix the offensive line and just draft the rookie quarterback. Like, I'm okay with being a mid-team next year and getting, like, five or six wins if, like, the only reason it's happening is because the rookie quarterback is making rookie mistakes and he just, like, does dumb stuff, you know, like rookie quarterbacks always do. But I think if you lose games, like, the same way where you're, like, unable to block, like, I think that would be, like, really, like, maddening. Uh as a Colts fan, like, come on, like, you knew, like, they, they have to know that this is, they, they definitely know it's an issue. Um, and I don't know, with this team, it's more like, what will they do for next year, right? Like, who even really cares what happens in the Giants and Texans game? Like, we care more about, like, the offseason answers and how they're going to fix their team than whatever happens in the next two games. How much really? are the tickets for this Giants-Colts game? If it's under $30, if it's under, like, $50, maybe I'd consider going. Can I convince you or no? I don't know. Probably like, not. It's gonna be break. Fifty five dollars is the lowest. But no, we're gonna have to sit in the highest. That's where it's gonna be the coldest. <laughs> How is it this still expensive, bro? Who's going to these damn games? I don't know. But I oh, think it's a chance because they have a they have a chance for like a playoff oh. uh, like win. And even when we went when we even when I went to the Jets game, I went to like the Jets Colts game a couple years ago, uh, in like twenty eighteen, I think. And even in that year, we paid like fifty dollars for like nosebleeds. I think there's like a uh, there's like a FanDuel place kind of thing near this like near American Dream near MetLife. I'd be down to go there to go watch this game. Oh yeah, I'd be uh, down for that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, last thing I want to say before the podcast ends, uh, I think JJ Watts retiring. Great career. Awesome. He was awesome on the Texas his whole career. He's one yeah, of the guys. Yeah, I feel that... bad. He got derailed by injuries, man. He he should have been like a lot higher. Yeah. But he's torn like every single pack. Like he's like. Had yeah. like six packs in his body. I'm happy at least he'll his body will get to recover. 
Yeah, uh, he's one guy I wish got a ring, but if you go to the Cardinals, you can't expect that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. This was our weekly NFL recap, um, week 16. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Or actually, I think we'll have an NBA podcast uh, tomorrow, right? Yeah. We'll release yeah. an NBA one uh, this week, and then we'll be back with NFL next week. Um, but yeah, see you later, guys. Bye.